Hello, internet. Hello, we're do pre- we're doing new recording. Meet this Beth. one actually. This one is actually reliable if somewhat cumbersome. Yeah, we apologize for that one episode where it was just a bunch of farts through a microphone. Hashtag working on it. <laughs> Hashtag soon. <laughs> Welcome back to the Battle of the Phantom Rain. Oh, hey, we have we can with this uh, D20 app, we can actually do a proper 7C combat with a grid. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Also, 7C combat doesn't use a grid. Wait, th- I said meant ship combat. Oh, yeah. No, this isn't Double hexagonal. <laughs> this isn't hexagonal enough. You to, can make to it hexagonal. I think Roll20 does have a hex feature. Yeah, I, yeah. I used it when 40K I was running a campaign of that. And you used a hex grid? I think. I used... Or maybe three form. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Regardless, when last we left off... The team put on a play. Yep, that's how we escaped from a palace. Also reality. The palace. Because we're creative that way. You you have since moved to a series of military carriages, still dressed as members of the Inquisition and Cardinal Verdugo and... and, uh, The Emperor and Empress. Yeah, Leon the Sun King and the Imperatrice. The Professor and Marianne uh, here on Gilligan's Isle. And and the rest. And you, you forgot about the rest. <laughs> That's the, that, that 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 part. That part happens when they don't say the professor and Marion. <laughs> no, I think when they had an when they had an episode that was so long and they had to do this short version of the title theme. I think sometimes it was just Marianne with the rest. Yeah, it was like one person. <laughs> yeah. All right. But let's I see. Have my notes get to. Oh, I should so, pull up my character sheet in my roller. You're in a fairly large carriage that's being run by a team of horses uh, full of uh, montane soldiers in full equipment. And they look at you with concern and confusion. Did we get on the wrong carriage? Oh, yeah. How are we still... We're still wearing our costumes, aren't we? Yeah. I I don't think Kevin's tubby enough to be mistaken for the... No, No, we we do have a spitting image of the general... And Cardinal fucking Verdugo. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if uh, if uh, Declan really looks like Cardinal Verdugo. Doesn't but, have the neck beard. The, the the makeup check was really good. So yeah, so oh, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't have the neck beard. He would this have to have to shave his mustache. <laughs> this yeah, he looks like Cardinal Verdugo off. with a slicked down mustache. He looks like Cardinal Verdugo wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> he reaches for the mustache and then pulls off the fake face. <laughs> it's like fucking Mission Impossible. So, despite the confusion of the soldiers, the carriages begin moving eastward. You also have a man that's kind of bleeding a bit on the carriage side. Yeah, we'll leave this guy in shrews. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take him off of my weird puppet rig since he, I don't need that to move him anymore. I'm just imagining the the carrot like the scene where we're all in the carriage and then it cuts to the uh the always sunny in, sunny in Philadelphia opening gang gets thrown into gulag. Okay, that one lost me, but we're, we're, we're going to eat the Russia gulag. Okay. Yeah. So 
You begin your trip east. Uh, Axe, make me... Declan, make me a uh, Keen Senses Wits roll. Uh, oh. f- Fifteen. Uh, let's see, fifteen. All right. So, the um, as it moves eastward, the... Um, these carriages actually have a fairly nice view. It's uh, pretty necessary because if the carriage is about to be attacked, they want as much vi- visibility as possible. So there's windows all along the sides of it. Rattle carriage. So um, as you start traveling, you, Declan, you manage to take a look out the back window, and you can see as you crest the hill a beautiful view of the uh, the Montaigne, well, the Charuse Harbor. The wreckage has died down and been towed away, and ships have begun to move freely back and forth. However, with the 15, you do notice something. Sailing in on a rather large caravel is a ship with a flag of the of the Avalon knighthood. But not the Sea Dogs? Not the Sea Dogs. Sea Dogs are unofficial. Right, okay. I was, I was just making sure the setting made that distinction. Yeah. Any chance we can see if our ship is there? You do not see your ship. Hopefully it was not on fire. As were many of the ships at ports. <laughs> it remains there, burning to this day. Well, you're never going to have to worry about ship combat again. Yes. Don't tempt me. <laughs> oh no, I'd like to shoot another frost giant with a cannon. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty sick. I mean, to be fair, Matt's, like, lab is on there, though. Also, everyone we know. Also, all our stuff. Also, my swords. Like, most of you are rich beyond this this setting's wildest dreams. Um, um, Most um, of you, I said. I'm I'm rapidly approaching Nadire's level of funds. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Also, my guns. All of them. Nadiri takes pride in her poverty. Well, charity is one of the the pillars. Yeah. Exactly. That's probably how it happened. Well, but also she's to get from the crescent to here. It takes money, yeah. Money, and she hasn't been able to dance in a while for, you know, for money. I gotcha. <laughs> and this play was for free. <laughs> Yeah, uh, trying to charge admission would have been pushing it a little. <laughs> I, well, I mean, whoever I mean, whoever commissioned it, like they've already been paid. We just put on an entirely different play. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the the camera cuts over, and uh, the man is just sort of getting up off of the side of the hallway. You guys shoved him in, and a bunch of people come out the door, shaking his hand eagerly and giving him tips and money. Does he does he then step up and take the credit? Yep. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Camera cuts back to the carriage. Is how egg shaped is that man? Um, not very. He's he's more of like uh the the trendy debutante director. Okay, how egg shaped is the Sun King? Very. <laughs> does does that director in fact have a beret? Uh, no, it's a little bit gauche. Foreign Montaigne. Yes, it's too obvious. Does he have? Does he hang out with a bodybuilder and talk about how he's from a bygone era? Look, you are way behind the times. Berets were in like four days ago. <laughs> All right, along with clove cigarettes <laughs> and knuckles hats. 
which is really uh, sad. That was short-lived. Because it's a very permanent thing. The Emperor of Montaigne is less of an egg and more of a doughy mound. Yeah, the the, the, the rum guy from uh, the our uh, mascot is more egg-shaped. And he has hands like biscuit dough. So, as you travel out of the city, the, the deafening silence is broken by um, someone who's dressed up in clothes signifying a bit higher of a rank. Not necessarily, like, officer position, but he's, a, he's higher than your normal enlisted man. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Alexandra. You are the, uh, you are the friends of the Imperatrice? We are indeed. I see. I guess I was not expecting uh, such an entrance, but good, good. So, yeah, the escape was um, uh, unconventional. I see. I can tell that. Well, I am happy to see you safe. This is all of you, yes? For the moment. For the moment. Are we to expect more en route? Hopefully one more. If he is not already passed. Yeah, there's also a... Hmm. Do you have uh, medical supplies? Uh, yes. Uh, if you look in the third crate at our feet, you will find a number of medicinal packages. Thank you. And then we'll like lay down the uh, uh, lay down uh, the glove man, and I guess take off the Inquisitor costume and start working on him properly with actual tools. Never mind, this is a moving carriage. And you're still crippled. Uh, yeah, I am actually. A number of the enlisted men, somewhat squeamish, sort of look away as you start digging things out of him and putting things in. Oh yeah. Also, can I attempt to can I attempt to give him some blood? Uh, yeah, sure. Alright. What oh, is first aid check? Okay. It'll all be part of the first aid check, really. Right, now they're gonna think we're vampires. <laughs> this is how vampires work, right? Yeah, they do blood transfusions. I mean, that's how you make more vampires. You know, In a manner like... of speaking? Alright, let me see. I got... What is my first aid? It is... I mean, if you drain them of blood, oh, they don't become vampires. It's actually the same as my blood blood. Your blood and their blood. You, you gotta give them the blood. Let's see. Uh, so the only penalty of being crippled is my dice don't explode? Yeah. Okay, then that is a 24. Alright, yeah. He's starting to... Some of the paleness is going away from his face. Yeah. And it's just doing... She, she's giving him the Fury Road procedure. Uh, anyway, so... I do not know what you've done for the Imperatrice, but uh, she is doing you some significant favors. And we'll look to the captain, because I don't know how much, of, how much of our hand we want to play out. A goodwill mission of personal importance. I see. So, you are to... You are to meet with a man we did not know could be met with. We are very good at what we do. We are to take you past the front line and into the the country 
county of Vecce, and there you are to meet Koshche. Uh, anyone with lore history can uh, give me a... Or anyone with a history can give me a wits history. A little bit of L5R stuff. Oh, I do have history. I forgot I took that. Or politics also works. Uh, I got a 16. 16. All right. You've heard of Koshchek. He's supposedly... Oh, I did take politics. Yeah. So you've heard of Koshchek. He's supposedly this um, wizard from... Um, this wizard from Usura who has lived for a very long time. And, and doesn't appear to age. Okay. There's a lot of legends surrounding him, and it's hard to tell which ones are true and which ones aren't. But all of them seem to agree that he is in some form or another immortal. Um, uh, do we know what... Oh, I, I guess if he's Usura and then he practices the shape-shifting magic. Pierian. Yes, it, it's also fairly well known that he uh, is a strong Pierian sorcerer. All right. Sweet. Nadira uh, is going to like to say, wait, I thought we were going back to our ship. As I understand it, uh, our best men are looking for it now. But there is apparently some matter that she discussed with you that can only be dealt with by Koshche. I do not claim to know in these matters. Does that ring any bells to any of us? Oh, that was, I think, the history check was for. Uh, that's the black thread thing we have to deal with. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought someone else had that black thread. I mean, it's. Oh wait, he's the, he's the one who can he's the one who can maybe dispel it. Yeah. Maybe. Regardless, we have uh, much ground to travel, but we shall travel it fairly quickly. Thank you. Uh, another uneasy silence falls among the men of the ship, except ends, which is pierced only by the gro- the pained groans of uh of the gloved man in front of you. Ah oh, yes, Alain. What should we do about him? Them. Thing to the captain and stuff. I'm a fan of cutting him off at the elbow. Please don't do that. <laughs> do you feel any remorse for the man you've killed? Which man? The one who possessed the body you're in. I don't suppose I understand. I mean, if you take off the glove, you will be back to normal? The glove used to his hand? The glove will not be removed, except through great, great trauma. I doubt he will survive it. Yes, I mean you personally. Do you feel any remorse for the man whose life you ended by taking his body? It is not as though I leapt onto his hand. The other soldiers look at him in confusion. I don't know what you want from me. He... He put on the glove, and now I am here. So, um, who are you? He looks around somewhat uneasily. You have a knack for meeting people who are very, very old. Yeah, in fact, we are going to meet one soon. Yes. I'm not sure what you want from me. Now, do you have a name? Name... I suppose I don't have one that this tongue can convey. I am having difficulty with uh, the the accenting it's used to, trying to change it. Mm, so this is um, uh, uh, you are one of the the Cernet? 
a couple of the soldiers sort of reel their heads back. It is fine. It's fine. It is part of the play. <laughs> uh, give me a sincerity check. I don't have that. I have that. I have that. <laughs> Why would I? I do that? too. <laughs> I remember. I took sincerity. <laughs> I guess one of you should probably jump in here because. Uh... Yeah, no, he has he has sustained he has sustained trauma to his. Uh... She just kind of knocks in her head a couple times. The best way to lo- the the best way to deal with it is to um, play along. What's the TN into med psychology? Uh, let's see, at least two hundred. <laughs> Francesco wow. leaned over, smiling at the soldiers that appear to be freaked out. Don't worry, he's just a very sick man. It's nothing to worry your head about. Like our dear doctor said, playing along is the healthiest, because he will come out of it sooner, rather than fighting him and increasing the trauma. I... what is this word? Sarnath? I did hear them speaking around me about Sarnath artifacts, and I guess if I am one of them, that means I am one? Maybe that is not the name you give to who you are. No, it is not. That is, um... Yeah. Did, what kind did, of runes were they again? Dona, Domia? What, uh, Dome, ruins. Yeah. Dome. Oh yeah, they were Dome runes. Does he rec- uh, she'll ask him, do you recognize the word Dome? No. What is a Dome? Do you do you know about the stones that glow? Ah, yes, the stones. Yeah, does um we associate them with the uh the Dome people? Ah, yes, no, no, no. I am not one of them. We were enemies. That is why I was trapped in the form I was down there. Ah. Uh, do you remember anything before the glove? I do. I remember great cities and boundless forests. And I remember the sky arching as far in either direction as you can see. Well, once we um once we have you fixed up, you will see it again. I mean, you, you did see it briefly while we were on the way, but you had that hel- helmet. Yes, I can see some of it out to this uh hole. Is that all you require of me? Um, we are... Uh, Captain? I'm not ready to make this decision. If I fall asleep, will you cut off my hand before I wake? No. We'll at least tell you and wake you up if that were the case. Some of the soldiers frown. <laughs> <laughs> It is all part of the act. Yeah. Very well. And he just sort of passes out over top of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, Anne's going to keep an eye on him. And I guess also probably stop 
I don't know, if he's looking better, she'll probably stop the transfusions after realizing that she's lost a lot of her own blood under a hail of musket fire. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. Do not have so much of that. I think I'm going to lay down for a bit. Is there any juice in that box? I... Not really. Or a, or a cookie. I can't say so much that there is. There is a military rations. The cookie. That that's, that's works. And deserves a cookie. <laughs> what is a cookie? Capitan, why do we have these strange men and women eating all of our food and using all of our bandages? I can replenish them. They just need to get to my boat. Also, it's better Are we that last word? homeless? Is it not better? What was that last word, Matt? Boat. I get heard boat, but, and it was get hilarious. Your butt. Get to your butt, yeah. <laughs> I can if get... you're looking for a replacement for your goods, I suggest looking in your butt. <laughs> Well, it is better that they that we need to use your band-aids than that you do. But what if both of us need them? Do not worry, I am a trained surgeon. Yes, we are all too aware of that. Highly, highly trained. Also, very hand. Do you need do you do you need an enhancement for this wagon? I can find one. Uh. Is there something you need this wagon to do? I can probably is, make it. This is why I said she needed a vacation. I think it might be best if you simply rest. No, now I need to know what's wrong with this wagon. Nothing is wrong with the wagon. Just performing exactly as intended. We have another one of those orbs to break. The soldiers look confused. Shrugs. Last time we broke an orb and it stopped her from doing this. Do you guns need more barrels? I know how to do that. Do you, want a, do you want a very big gun on top of this wagon? So you plan to uh, gunsmith with no workbench and no materials? Don't try me. Oh, okay, Dizzy. So the, the, the trip goes on in largely <laughs> this fashion. <laughs> Everyone regains one wound. Yeah, one dramatic wound. I'm not crippled anymore. The rest, the the rest is nice, and the soldiers are all too happy to see all of you sleep. <laughs> As you track your way through uh, through the south end of Aizen and then off into Usura. Yeah, you're just gonna ask 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 if we can ever stop to have a have a bath. There's a few stops along the way at small towns, but. You do have time to pull off certain to pull off uh, restful stuff. Listen, she she has. Wait, does she have the soap with her? No, she doesn't. Fuck. They have soap in the wagon. I'm guessing. It's not good soap, but yeah. We don't understand germ theory yet, but we know that wounds are worse if they're not cleaned. So, after a large amount of traveling through swampy earth and endless slight rain of Aizen, you, uh, you manage to cross through a pass in the mountains off to the east end, to Usura. Do we... Does death appear above and we have to fight him on top of the carriage? Uh, no. 
not as such. Damn. But as you pass the border, it's almost as though you're passing from uh, from cursed earth to blessed earth. The soil becomes fertile again, even though it is rather cold. And you can see grass blooming, and the trees look healthy again as you pass away from the blighted landscape of Aizen. Yeah, and uh, before long, you end up at a small town near the border. And you are offered another carriage to uh, your final destination. Alexandra seems fairly happy to see you go. Yeah, I think all the soldiers are. Question, look at this, in all look of at our this suspension. T- look at this suspension. I could improve it. You could have better rising on the, the I road. I saw you sleep. Why are you still like this? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's been getting into the medical whiskey. Uh, no, alcohol. that's it's truly a poison. Look, one that's time, one alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> There's medical whiskey. That wasn't um, told. One time, I. I mean, that, that... I'm curious. In our small town stops, have we changed clothes? Yeah, you can change Probably. clothes. Yeah, it's, I'm just making sure we're not still walking around with a in this more man dressed as Count, I mean, Count Verdugo. I mean, fucking the Nadir will wear most fair show because the only clothes she has with her are like her dancing gear and her, you know, over her playwright gear, and she'll just fully change into the fucking uh the uh the musketeer gear. Okay, looks good. Oh, here, here's something I should have done a long time ago. I'll do it when we stop at some point. I'm going to reach through the uh, abyss and touch my messenger box. Okay, you do so. Is it wet? Then is it there? Um, It's a little bit damp. But yes, it is still there. Okay, I'll leave it where it is. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be damp given how you touch it. Well, it's it's. You can also feel it's on the other end. But... You want to put your swag pistol back in the meat dimension? No, uh, I don't. I, you don't store anything in the abyss that's worth anything. The pocket is generally for unimportant things. Okay. Because there's a chance of uh, it vanishing at any point. Gotcha. Well. The ship is still there, I'm pretty sure. My um, box is still intact and not sunken in water, though it is somewhat damp. Oh, means it didn't burn down. Which is good, I suppose. Yeah, so that, that was the main concern. That said, I'm going to have harsh words for whoever made my cabin damp. Hmm. Yeah. Is it sure it wasn't you with all the bleeding? And the, the, the holes? Yes, this, that is different. The, the blood is metaphorical. It looks pretty physical. Well, it's not actually blood. It's complicated. Hands like also unknown. He's looking more at your hands than your... Than... Oh, yeah, can I take a sample of that? If you really want. I have been doing many studies on blood. I want to see what the universe bleeds. 
By the way, if, if I haven't made made it clear before, there's not like an actual physical substance. You can just feel something liquid running down your hands when you open the portal. Yeah, I think it's only while within the portal. Oh, uh, okay. It doesn't bleed out. No, no, because isn't, isn't a trademark of Forte Mages that their hands are always stained red? That's something that just that's sort of they happens. Have to also, don't they have to, like, cut themselves to protect Yeah, that's part of it. But you have some blood you know, it, Eventually yeah. you get, like, literal blood on your hands, but the it's just sort of something that shows up over time because uh, when you actually rip open the hole, you can feel the liquid, but it's invisible. Gotcha. Uh, invisible blood. Do you mind sticking this vial into the universe? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, it all went wrong! Oh, there's a ghost in it! Uh, I, s- I could try sometime. Yeah, it does not need to be immediate. This is um, ongoing research. I have trouble with the... I, I can't also mark that a bottle to bring it through and until such time as I can enter myself, it's not really feasible. Mm, I see. Yeah, I do remember you pulled uh, in the prison, you pulled the pistol out and it's still fired as though it were dry. You would not be able to do that if the powder was actually wet. Yes, I think it is more a sensation than a Liquid. Well, you also cut your hands and get blood on things. Is uh, Elaine still out? Or whatever the force is that is? At this point, he's woken up. Uh, How are you doing? I've been better, but I am awake, and my hand, or me, is still attached. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Uh, I was making sure that you, you know, did not uh, die. While you were sleeping, you, yes, did lose a, you did lose a lot of blood. Um, I but hate I, needing that. I have. I am going to have many questions for you, many, at some point, and I am going to make the explorer society very, very jealous. Maybe then they'll notice you. Explorers, <laughs> yeah. explorer society senpai, please. Then they will notice. Then they will know. So, uh, so, what are you doing? Are you going to take the carriage, stick around for a bit? Oh, yeah, I figured we were going to... Uh, I mean, is there anything around here? Like, is there any reason not to take the carriage? No, I mean, there's a, there's a large number of soldiers here that are preparing to move east again. Uh, they don't want Anne to do anything to their wagon, so Anne's fine moving on. Not even paint their wagon. Gotta use oil-based paint. <laughs> anyway, Hannah's Anna's gently carrying the uh, c- carrying Elaine to the carriage. Oh, did you really have enough time to get like a performance in the money? <laughs> Soldiers are poor as fuck. Poor is not penniless. <laughs> yeah. What All right. Like, to make the invent the USO so, shows. Uh, we first need to invent Bob Hope. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't have anything right now. Okay. So you uh, hop in the carriage, and um, a rather excitable fellow in a 
in a fur hat is driving the team. This one's a smaller wagon, just enough room for all of you, with two horses on the front. How tall is this guy driving? Uh, it can't be more than five foot five. All right. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Hello. Let's go bowling. <laughs> Are you ready for your grand tour of Vichy? Yeah. It's too bad. We're going to Siev. Why did you get our hopes up? It adjusts your expectations for the trip ahead. Yes, better set them low. But I can tell you what you want to know of Uthra. As we trip. Travel. is trip. My apologies, my Avalon's not great. Fine, so tell us the important things. Well, so are you familiar with the Gaius? No. The Gaius is the ruler of Usra. Oh, that is good to know. Right now, we stand with Gaius Ilya, chosen by Matushka to be our next ruler. You talk as if there's another option. No, it's just strange. It's the first time ever that uh, the next Gaius has been the son of a previous one. Why is that so strange? Because that is not how the Gaius ship passes down. Every other country in Thea does it that way. Which is ridiculous, if you don't mind me saying. Who's to say the what son I... of a good? Who's to say the son of a good king would be a good king? Yeah, this guy understands. This guy understands it. Should we select it? Actually, I have to revise that. Some things happened in Vendor. How is the guy as usually chosen? He is uh, selected from the peasantry. Funnily enough, no noble has ever been uh, ever become Gaius either. Sounds legit. Certain tribes do have a similar policy in my land. Ah, uh, yes, you are from out uh, out southeast. Yes. She responds, says yes in Usarin. Aha! Very good, very good. Yeah, she said, you know, it communicates in Usarin. Yes, I am, I am from a Jabal region. There's a border of Usra. Ah, yes. I've been there many a time. You are well-traveled. <laughs> well, that is my job, yes. You mentioned Matushka. Yes, what about her? I do not know her name. What, who is she? Ah, yes, Matushka is the uh, the mother of his country. She's a symbolic motherhood. I well, think. yes, she did not actually birth the country. Although I suppose under certain nah, 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 technicality. So, how do we navigate this land without winding up in too much trouble? We're only looking for a little. Well, for one, try not to be too uh, judgmental of the fact that the traditions have never really changed. People are especially wary of you montane types. Mostly the fathers of young, do- of young women. Yes, yes, jokes like that are one of the reasons they're wary. Who's joking? Exactly. What else must we watch out for? Well, uh, try not to kill too many animals unless you actually need the food. Uh, we are generally not the safari type. Cuts uh, over to Anne cleaning her musket. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow has a pith helmet. 
What? <laughs> and barnacle. <laughs> and mustache. Uh, don't go north, and don't anger the Gaius. What's in the what north? What is up north? Ice. <laughs> miles and miles and miles of ice. I've had enough cold weather. So don't go where there's nothing. Don't anger the authorities. Not liked here. You've you've taught me nothing. Really, this does not I sound too much. This must, does not sound too much different than Vendel. I don't know. I, that mountain I climbed wasn't entirely made of ice. Small blessing. Please, I've taught you much already. So, uh, where are we headed? You said the name, but uh, what is what is there? Also, what is the name again? I forgot it. Uh, you're headed to Vecce. I thought we were going to Kiev. Ah, yes. Uh, the town of Kiev is the capital of Vecce. Ah, I see. Oh, so the, it's a region of uh, the area. Yes, you have just come out of the uh, the Bushka Gora, the uh, the uh, Drakenberg Mountains, I believe the Eisen called them. So right now we are in the uh, the county of Somogiz, and right up there, do you see that line over there with the sign? Do we see that line? Yeah, there's a there's sort of a tree line that's very. It was very clearly like one or two trees wide. Yeah. That is the uh, that is the entrance to Rurik. So we'll be passing along the south end of that to avoid the Gora Bolshoi. And then what we are going that? to the Bolshoi Mountains. And then we will be passing east to Siev as we enter Vecce. I see. Um, so you are here to pick us up... Um... What? Uh, who who hired you to to come out here? Oh, don't get me wrong. If I were not being paid well for this, I would not have come up to pick your outlanders up at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just especially considering the rudeness of some of you. So so who did hire you for this? None other, none other than Koschei himself. He has much money, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. I see. So as we enter Vecce, we will be traveling between the Gora Sorev's Gravstov and above the Azor Forest. And then we will head over the Prolev Volog, and we will be in Siev. Very nice. Um, so the capital is... To, uh, actually, do can can I know how... like it, it, It's the capital of a state, right? Like I can, yes. what, what do I need to know? What do I need to roll to know something about where we're going? <laughs> Um, I'll say you could do history there. Okie doke. Or politics also makes sense. Or navigation, maybe. Sure. Okay, wow, that was a garbage roll. How's a 12? Can I roll navigation to know where we're going? Uh, sure. There's no uh, you know, knowing. I'm thinking mostly geographical information, but still handy. Yeah, I got a, I got a 12 to know about the city. I... I got a 16. 16. All right, you know that, uh, let's see. Check something. Uh, yes, you know that it is just across a mountain range from the actual capital of Usura, Pavslo. So it has a fair amount of influence as a small city goes, but it is not, like, incredibly important diplomatically. It's... Is there any... It's like the city that's across the river from 
uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah, something like that. I think that... What's the name of that place? I'm not sure. Francesca, what was that a roll of? Uh, politics. Okay. Politics, you get a little bit more information. Uh, let's see. What do I know about the town of Siev? <laughs> Let me just double check. It's actually in here. Rurik is not the place. There's lots of weird intrigue. Okay. So let's see. Everyone does the traditional Russian dances. I'm sorry, Usarin dances. Eventually, it will be renamed to uh, uh, Kindengrad, but then changed back to its original name. <laughs> After the revolutionary leader, uh, Mikhail Kinden. So, you know a little bit about Siev. Both the mountains to the north of it and the uh, river to the to the south and east of it, and the forests to the south of it are all said to be variously haunted and by various sentient animals and spirits and uh, monsters and things of that sort. Siev is, is one of the uh, most superstitious areas. So it's a pretty spooky place. Mm-hmm. Although the, he- the city itself is beautiful, as you've you've heard stories of it. Okay, a, so it, the city itself is not, like, crazy haunted, but it's surrounded by really spooky crap. Right. Um, yeah, the entire area is supposed to be supposedly haunted, but the stories you've heard of the place itself is that it's been around since the Newman Empire was in power and has only grown more beautiful and golden since then. Uh, you also remember the name of the ruler of Eche. Okay. Uh, Stavar Siev Aryaov Vladimirovich. Is that a familiar name? It is a familiar name. That, that, that's the guy I nearly killed. Of I nearly killed. <laughs> Boy, well, we did a good job on picking up the Gaius. And nearly kill him. I tried to shoot him once. I hit him with a rope. I literally threw a dagger at a flying bird and nearly got it. <laughs> yeah, we all had very... We all almost killed this guy. <laughs> also, as you think about the name of the forest, um, you don't know much about it, but a term comes to your mind. The Thrice Tenth Kingdom. Oh, right. Say that again? The Thrice Tenth Kingdom is something you associate with the forest, but you're not entirely sure why. She'll say as such to the rest of them. For some reason, Thrice Tenth Kingdom is coming to mind about the forest. I don't know what it means, though. Uh, can I make an occult roll? Sure. Will it do anything? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, maybe. Let's see how you roll. Alright. If you get, like, an eight, probably no dice. Uh, That is more than eight. Uh, 21. 21. Alright. You do. You know that the, um, historically, a lot of Usurans have called the areas of Usura the Thrice Nine Kingdoms, but there's, there's supposedly a mythical, hard-to-find um, kingdom called the Thrice Tenth Kingdom, and that is said to be where Matushka rules. In the forest? Yes. Okay. It's the sort of thing where, you know, 
you you travel until you run out of food, and then maybe maybe if you're if you're pure enough, you will come to the gates. Right. It's it's one of these things that has some kind of magical barrier that keeps out outsiders. Yeah, it's a fiddler's green sort of thing from a lot of the myths you've heard. Sure. It's like the, the it's like the seventh island of a uh, Vestin. Keep walking with an oar and and uh, until you find a city where the people ask, "What's that you're carrying?" <laughs> well, that just means you've gone inland far enough. That's the, you're you're spreading Poseidon's you, domain. That's the point of that. Why do you have such a big spoon? Why is it so flat? Get out of our city. I, listen, I'm cursed. Of normal spoons. Your spoon's too big. Listen, I'm, I'm cursed by Poseidon. I need to do a thing real quick. So, what do we know about Matushka? Um, actually, with the occult role, you can know a little bit more. Matushka, sure. Matushka, Matushka is considered to be one of the guiding forces of Usra. And it's not like she's some sort of spirit. She is said to actually appear to people as an elderly woman of the forest. Uh, like the the, the 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 she, and it said that uh, if you aren't a good little boy or girl when you meet Matushka, you'll be eaten, thrown to a pot, all that. Oh, so okay. literally Baba Yaga. Oh, I was gonna say it's kind of Baba Yaga. Congratulations, of... you found the, you found the equivalent. Speaking of big spoons, <laughs> <laughs> well, like and it's that idea that anytime you meet an old person, you should always be nice, because you never know if they're like a fairy king in disguise. Yeah, sometimes they'll just summon a bunch of she-lions to eat you. Don't, mm-hmm. don't piss off the Read wizards. Read the Bible, kids. <laughs> don't, don't, don't piss off wizards. Or, sorry, she-bears. Yeah. Who cares? They're the same thing when you get down to it. <laughs> to eat, like, three... <laughs> Bears, lions, what's the difference? Tigers, same thing. <laughs> Right. They're all tutus. So the wagon crawl is about partway through Rurik right now. Is there anything else you want to know about Matushka? I was just so, curious because I don't know any, much about I her. I think you can roll with roll a cult roll. I mean, well, I can't I, roll I'm, a cult and can roll a cult. Yeah, I you rolled a pretty good cult. cult roll. I'm happy to tell you stuff if you want to know it. but Yeah, I mean, I guess like... So she she apparently lives in the thrice tenth kingdom. The guy was saying that she's the one who picks the Gaius. Yes. It said that Matushka, through her infinite wisdom, always picks the best among the peasants to rule the uh, to rule the kingdom. Which is why it's weird that the son of a nobleman was selected to be the next Gaius. Right. The son of a Gaius was selected to be the Gaius. That's the first time that's ever happened in the history of Usra. Gotcha. Oh, she'll turn around and ask the guy who's driving them his name. That's oh, probably my... part of why he didn't think he probably thought we were rude. What's oh, my name? Yes. Ah, my name is Pavel. Nice to meet you, Pavel. Pavel, do you play football? Oh, here and there. <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to know, or would you like to skip over to Siev? Hmm. Hmm. Has yeah. there been any news or strange Matushka news recently or something? Um. Pick up the, the Ushrin Acquirer. <laughs> like if she's been missing for a while or she Matushka hasn't been marrying the Sun King. <laughs> <laughs> Read the rest, only three chickens. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Trade four chickens in barter. Three Phew. if you get a good deal. Prince get, just got beaten up by dancing pa- by play uh, players. Too soon. I was a I was an actual cannibal. The hidden <laughs> truth. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any sort of news about Matushka. Matushka is not really the sort of thing that there's news about. Okay, I just wasn't sure if there was like something strange had happened, and then the government system changed. No one, no one seems sure why the uh, the new pick was made. Although you do hear in Pavel does mention in somewhat hushed tones that uh, Gaius, the Gaius Ilya. Ilya Grozny of some people that people have taken to calling calling him. Ilya the Terrible. Oh, you mean like another? No. Like another? <laughs> like another I named the Terrible? Yeah, people have been calling him Ilya the Terrible, not necessarily because he's a bad ruler. He's just making more rulings that are more brutal to the people of Usura than typical. Changing the tithes and all that. More, uh, money, more taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah. How big? Uh. Actually, how how big a town is uh Siev, Since it's like capital next to a capital. Pavel tells you it's a town of about fifty-five thousand. Ah, very well. Then this will be good. Uh. Aunt says, leaning over to the captain, and if he hasn't understood it, she'll fill it, fill it in on that it's, you know, ruled by Stavr Siev. Or we, we, we may have shot Stavr Siev, Aryov, uh, Vladimirovich a couple of times. Should I ask turn... um, Pavel what he thinks of the Usuran prince, Vladimirovich? What do I think of him? Yeah. We don't well, he, live here. He doesn't rule so much. Oh, why not? He has been... Ever since he went out on a pilgrimage of some sort, he came back and he rarely ever leaves his castle. Is everything okay? Hard to say. But he has, uh, he has established his son to act in his stead, Feveriot. Which is good. The boy needs experience. Oh, he's a boy. Well, young man. Not, not too old. We are not, uh, we are not Castile, but yeah, he, uh, he could use some, some experience. Hmm. Well, um, uh, it shall be uh, nice to see another uh, fine city. I've heard it's uh, very beautiful. Yeah. And hopefully we have longer to look at this one without being shot at or chased or something. So tell me, what is it you're going to Siev for? I don't know. Out of character, I'm not sure we know exactly. Uh, We're meeting the guy who paid him to try to get your black stream dismantled. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. And also we're... Oh, yeah, is is the other Fate Witch still with us? How far out of the city did she have to get? She actually, um, she came along quite a while with you, mm-hmm. but she stopped at the military outpost. That's fair. 
I have business to take care of. With Gosje? Yes. Not many people have business with Gosje. I am an uncommon man. See, see, that is why you do not get along with the people here. Yes, Usurans are rustic folk. Salt of the earth. Common. Right? There's very little common about us, but we are traditional, yes. What do you know about him? He's a very, very powerful wizard. Anything that can help us? That depends what you're doing with him. We need him to deal with something magical. I see. Well, he is an impatient man. So don't beat around the bush. He has waited enough. So be it. The man has demands on his time. That is fine. Is there anything he likes? He likes all the things a normal man does. Drink, song, women. Excellent. Perhaps we aren't so different after all. Just be careful around him. He has seen he has seen much. And he Is knows he knows many forms of magic. Is anything known to set him off? Hmm. Not really. Or at least nothing anyone's come back from telling. Well, good. As long as we don't do what they do, it will be fine. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you for your time and good journey. We have a wizard to find. Yes, indeed. So, he skirts the carriage along the top of this gigantic black forest. The trees are tall and evergreen, and they stand close enough that you can barely see more than 30 feet inside. And you eventually come across to a half-frozen river, which he fearlessly takes the carriage over the top of. By the way, what time of year is it? Um, have I ever defined it? You have not. No. Call, call it autumn, then. So it is rather chilly here. It's just a bit under freezing. Uh, did the officer, the costume I have, come with a coat? Well, we brought new clothes on the way up. So assume you have winter clothes. Wait, we bought. What well, we got? Yeah, I yeah, don't not know. costume anymore. Yeah, I'm guessing that we picked up uh, winter clothes on one of the many stops in other towns. No, maybe who fronted the bill? Probably the military via the queen, empress. I don't know. Did they? Not really, but it was pretty easy to get a set of standard clothes. There, the there's a lot of competition among the towns at the edge of the country to selling I, warm clothes. I mean, who fronted the bill? Because I don't have that much money. We we have like nobles with us. I think we're okay. Yeah, so if someone tosses out like four guilder, it'll be fine. All right, and I can fix up their loom again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pay the sword builder. Are you sure I could fix up that loom real good? Fix it up if you want, I guess. I doubt they can pay for builder. <laughs> I have already paid the money we are leaving. <laughs> yeah, we probably have Usurin ish warm winter clothes. Yeah, what is, what is Usurin standard garb anywhere? Uh, it's very simple. 
it's largely uh, fairly thick cotton clothing worn with a thick buckled coat over top of it. Okay. So it's just yeah. Okay. I'll just get on my I'll get on my Usarun book. Yeah. So you're all clothed, and you uh, make your way you make your way out of the carriage as he brings you into the town of Siev. He's dropped you in front of an inn. A bright orange light opens up the opens out of the windows, which is nice because it's starting to turn a little bit dark, and the chill is getting a bit more pronounced. That's yeah okay. That's good that we got here then. <laughs> oh, th- this deep in, are we all in on barter? Um, in the cities, it's not unheard of for them to take the gilder just as a matter of convenience. Wait, I thought yeah. it was uh, and that were all about barter. Usarins are all about it too. The 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 Vestin and the Usarins have somewhat similar societies. Yeah, we're just very close to the capital, so it's more standard. Yeah, more di- more uh more foreign diplomats come through. Although I'm guessing if you're uh, I'm guessing they know how to uh take advantage of outsiders. Yes. You're going to be have to going to have to be careful to not get screwed. That's why I have so much haggling. <laughs> also something about being a merchant. And by so much I mean I have one in it. Yeah. It was an advanced knack. <laughs> A small cut-out wooden plank above the door reads that this is the Crested Peak Tavern. You can hear a uh, you can hear a fair amount of laughter inside. Hudson, um, let us join the festivities. Yes, there's no reason we can't enjoy yeah. what pleasures this land has to offer. All right, and we'll romp in. All right, you romp in. As you open the door, the uh, the smell of freshly baked dark bread and potatoes fills your nostrils as the heat from the fire inside rushes out to warm you. And has a brief and and has a brief flashback to her childhood, kind of <laughs> maybe less potatoes, but yeah, it's, it's not. Where, why does it smell like Innismore in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking, potatoes are a very uh, common filler. <laughs> Speaking of Innismore, it's not quite that frantic a, a, a scene as most Innish bars. There's not people getting drunk enough to dance on tables or anything like that. But there, there is a man gently playing the lute in the, in the corner, and there's a number of uh, tables with old friends sitting around them, drinking, drinking, large, or drinking from large glasses. When, when someone in the other end is a bar, they all call his name out. <laughs> There's a there's a rather short rotund man running the the bar at the front. All right. Um. Yeah. And we'll get whatever the I don't know the house special is. All right. And then find I don't know a table full of large burly men and ask them if they want to play bridge. <laughs> sure. She'll get out her she'll get out her playing cards. Nadir will try and procure some non-alcoholic drink. Sure. Uh, Nadira, you end up with um, some sort of sugared well water soda. Oh my god, they invented carbonated drink? I mean, they had, yeah, you, you can find kind of, you can find some kind of naturally occurring carbonated water. Yeah, it's actually a very low roll to invent champagne. Francesco will go up and ask uh, for a bowl of soup of some sort or stew. Sure. 
you get you get offered a rather hearty vegetable soup. No meat in it, but it's got a it's got very a very nice selection of vegetables, some celeries. Um, radish is radish is something you see a lot. Uh, do they serve knishes here? Knishes. Yeah, sure. You will have a knish, and it's not even the size of a wagon. <laughs> that must have been real hard to come up. It adds like plus five to the TN. And you end up with a bottle of this clear distilled alcohol. All Should right. ask the uh, bartender what it is. Is there, a, is there a make on it or anything, or is it a... It appears to have been bottled here, so as such it has no label. That's fair. So it's yeah, probably whatever. vodka-esque. And we'll, and we'll take a hit of it, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, fairly strong. If mm-hmm. you've received some horror of liquor instead of a, a beer of sorts. That's fine. That just warms you up faster. Yeah. Although I think that's, uh, if I remember correctly, liquor actually has the opposite effect. Yeah, it just makes you think you're getting warm. It actually lowers it, yeah. your body temperature. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's it's a it's a perception thing. Yeah. But the innkeeper looks at you and gives you a warm smile. Ah, you're the newcomers, yes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're here to see the man? Yeah. Do I, <laughs> do do you know where we can find him, man? Oh yes, oh yes. You can find him over there in the corner. He points to a table that's secluded behind uh, the edge of the fireplace relative to where you walked in. There's a there's an almost rail thin man in thick robes. He has a short black beard and he's balding. And he has his arm he has his arm around a girl who's crying, but he's smiling rather wide. Thank you. I will. Uh, that's always a good sign. And elbows the captain and kind of gives a sideways whatever to the man in the corner. He's probably in the middle of a drink and uh, what 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 is it? That is the man. That's who we're here to see. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know. He was he was. They just called him the man. But if he's here, that's very. That makes things very easy. Yes, absolutely. Bartender. Yes? I need a beer, a wine, a vodka. What else should I grab? He starts pulling things off the shelves. That seems that seems ample. I suppose. I don't know what he likes, but it's likely on this tray. Do you know do you, do you know what the man likes? Oh he likes just about anything. Well, there we go. You got just about anything. Just about everything. Perfect. Yeah, he'll take the drinks and go over and uh, set them on the guy's table. Yeah, Francesco will follow carrying her bowl of stew because it's very good and very warming. <laughs> yeah, why not? And we'll follow because if this is the guy, then that's good. There's a lot to learn from this man. Bridge, uh, bridge watching from a distance and just drinking, souping. Same, only drinking, re- very much enjoying this sparkling water, this novelty of carbonated water. <laughs> sure. So who's going up to talk to Kostya? Um, and will at least be present. Sure. Yeah, 
Francesca will be present. She might just be standing behind where Valentine's sitting. So, Valentine, you approach? Yeah, he walks up and uh, sets the tray on the table. Yeah, as you approach, he's uh, calmly speaking to the to the girl next to him. Oh, don't worry, he'll come around. And if not, you didn't need him anyway. He looks at the tray. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I apologize, I had another meeting. That's okay. Uh, my name is Captain Valentin Leverist, and I'm here to see you. Yes, I know. Well, how do you know? What do you mean, how do I know? <laughs> Did you have news before? Ravens travel faster than carriages. Oh, very good. It'll take less time, then. You know of my flight, then? For the most part. See, I've, I've uh, had many different trainings in magic, and I need to know a little bit more about what happened. Well, in short, was it Hell or Hod? What was her name? Nud. Nud. Nud, that's right. Hell. That's fair. Yeah, those are both from actual Norse myths, but... Nud, the living ruin. Did you hear about that situation mm, in Beston? I was briefed, briefly. We met her. I fought her. She grabbed my chest and branded me with her hatred rune. Hmm, may I see it? Here in the bar. Where did she brand you? you? He opens his uh, <laughs> shirt. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Ah, yes. And I imagine it has been cold since then? Yes, it has. See, there are many types of magic in this land. Some before the senator, some after. But it seems ice magic has always been rather similar. But I cannot help you. You're kidding. I know, to come all this way, right? Yes, all this way. It's almost as if I have some lesson to teach you. Don't yes. worry, I'm sure by the end of this trip you will learn an important lesson about humility. I sincerely doubt that. You aren't mad, are you? Uh, it's a cold anger, much like this land, that I've come to for no good reason. But you have been brought here on good intentions, to get you out of a place where you are hunted, yes? When he raises his voice, Declan gets up and walks over. No problem. This man can't fix our problem. It was a fine vacation, but I suppose we will be leaving. No, no, not to be, let's not be so hasty. Okay. I said that I cannot fix your problem. I never said I would never be able to. Okay. That is different. I need something from you. Who doesn't? This is why I've brought you here. Because as it turns out, the thing I need to fix you is something I've been looking for for some time. Okay. What do you need? Can I trust you to do it? Do I have any choice? Well, yes. Okay, what are my choices? Go do it or die? After an indeterminate amount of time, yes. 
then you have the only true promise one man can make to another. Hmm. And what is that? My life depends on it. You mistake my question. This is not me offering you some taunting option. His face goes li a little bit dark, and he sort of beckons the girl next to him to walk away, which he does. What are you willing to do to survive? I suppose I do have limits. Tell me of them. Wanton murder. Fealty to Jeremiah Barrick. <laughs> what else? Well, many things that no man would do. Atrocities. Tell me more of these atrocities. The atrocities that I would not do? Yes. Mm. Well, I suppose war is something I do not like, especially when it affects the innocent. And violence towards women and children especially. What else? I suppose I find myself not bringing evil acts to minds that often. I need to know what you would do to save your own life. I've never had to test it. I Are suppose I don't know. Are you prepared to? Of course. What is it I must do? He looks at you somewhat mournfully. Reaches into his uh, reaches into his coats, and he pulls out a small ice axe and sets it on the table. What is this? Exactly what it looks like. Okay, now pick it up. This is something I could do myself, but I do not like to intervene in such things. And besides, I am on my way to the forest. You caught me at a very convenient time. You are to enter Valamjensky Castle. And at that and at that the at the that name of the castle, the five tables around you go quiet for a moment. And should they... that name ring a bell in any way to like political role or anything? No. Uh, the people on the tables get up and continue their conversations elsewhere in the tavern. Velimjinsky Castle is just to the north of here. It is the ancestral home of the Vladimirovich family. Okay. And why did that just happen? It is a foreboding place. And I'm to take this axe there? Yes. You are to go deep within it, farther than many men have ever gone. And there I will do what? You will find two items encased in ice. I require the smaller one to heal you. What are they? It is best I not mention right now. But what you are to bring is small. Easily carried. So be it. And why did the conversation stop? Who lives there? By the Vladimiroviches. Uh, yeah, them. Our beloved prince. Oh, the ruler? Yes. Yep. With a one-way shot. Oh, him. The one we almost killed? Let's go finish the job. 
<laughs> I see. We may have met him, I believe. He will not be happy to see us. I do not claim to know your business, but you know what I need to fix you. Now I need only find it. In two days' time, I will be back in this tavern. Leave word when you move on, if necessary. I'll be back with what you need, and I will catch up with you if you are not here at that time. We'll see about that. Thank you for your time. He smiles. Thank you for your willingness. I'll uh, pick up the vodka and drink it. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing uh, before you head out. Um, yes. And we'll... And we'll pull over Elaine um, and just kind of point back and forth. Do you, do you recognize him? Elaine just sort of stares blankly. Both of you have, have lived a very long time. Cochet looks at him and frowns. Bring him no further east. If you do, I will know. I see. I do not think we have any plans to move in further, so... Very well. In that case, I bid you farewell. Very well. He gets up, attaches his coat at the buckle, making him look like a much larger man with the fur coming off of it, and he waves callously at the tavern as he walks out the door. Well then, uh, who wants to play bridge? For once, it seems like I have some research to do. All right. Yeah, you guys have a little bit of free time. What do you do with it? You try to start learning what the prince and his castle are like. All right. Now, you can actually see the castle from certain angles inside this town. It's uh, set into the side of the mountains, which you've learned translate to the Mountains of Smoke. But yeah, it appears to be in the sort of Romanian style of castle. Great black spires set in rough-hewn stone. Great stained-glass windows painted all one color. So, Castlevania. Yeah, kinda. A number of large, foreboding gargoyles standing atop pillars near the entrance. Absolutely gothic punk. And you actually have a great deal of difficulty getting much information about the inside, since they receive very few visitors. Right. Oh, the first thing you say, you were going to say, because uh, it's a creature of chaos. <laughs> it can take many forms. <laughs> Look... I'm not going to have you fight the Fire Mountain or equivalent creatures. Wait, was that a thing? That's a thing in 7th C. Oh. So, does anyone else have any preparation to do? Or any Ooh. subplots you'd like to uh, pursue? Hmm. Any people you like to talk to, even if it's in your own party? Well, at some point, he's going to get everybody together. Yeah, uh, before that, though, did you ever check around? Is there any present travel here since, you know, the southern border of Usra and the like kind of intersects the Crescent Empire a little. What are you looking for? Uh, Benny, any, you know, probably not any long-term residents, but maybe travelers around. Um, this is a bit more north than most of the travelers come from the Crescent Empire, but you do actually find one or two, um, you find, you find two men and one wo- one woman in a small, closed-off section of town. 
from from your homeland. Oh, I was wondering if I could find if find any countrymen around here. Ah, yes. Um, it is good to see one of one of us. You travelers or residents? We will be moving further west shortly. We have wares to peddle. Any news from the road? Have you been in the country, uh, the homeland recently? It has been a good month or so, but everything is about as it was before. Well, I do. Ha- I have some news for you. Oh, really? I have witnessed the the utter de- the utter disintegration of the Corsair leader. So, uh, what was it? Kiridin. Yeah, Kiridin. Oh, that is wonderful news. Uh, Sir, Sir Berica blew him up under several, uh, several, uh, pounds of explosives during a alleged pirate meeting, which was, which was supposedly, which was actually a trap by the uh, Inquisition. Okay, that is an oddly specific story. What, I had an invitation. To a pirate ball. I'm an entertainer. I see. So, that is wonderful news. Kerry Din has done more to harm the reputation of the Crescent than any other man in history. If only I could find the rest of his fleet. And out there, they've they've gone. They went after his demise. They've gone. Sailing with their tails milling their legs. Yes, he attracted many men that were ruthless and cruel, but did not have the bearing of leadership that Caridin required. They also have a lot of. They also have a lot of people imprisoned working for them. Yes, my family being one of them. The prophets willing, they will. They will be returned soon. I. I intend to make sure of that. Well, we wish you the best of luck. And I wish you luck with your travels as well. Thank you. It means a lot. Thread the news. The days of the Corsairs are numbered. Will do. And they smile, and they pull a wagon out from a from an alley where their horses were feeding, and they start moving out of town, even through the night. Mm. Yeah. Hard, hard life for a traveler. Her brother was a merchant. She knows how, how it can be rough. Especially mm-hmm. in foreign lands. Hmm. Anyone else have anything? Mm, Francesca will sit in the tavern, uh, telling fortunes for people, trying to hear some gossip about uh, either the um, what is their name, the um, Vladimiroviches, or just rumors in the town. All right. Um. What sort of skill would that be? Anyone Divination. Know? I have it. Or it's not. It's it's not actually. I have palm reading oh, what is the, and what card is... reading. I have the fake fortune telling along um, with my real tarot cards because I thought I thought it'd be funny. And you're doing the palm reading. That's not really the role for uh, getting the information. For gathering information, yeah. Uh, oh, for um, going around. That's um socializing. It's in yeah. uh, It's in a criminal. Do you have any? Do you have any of the con artist snacks? The forgery stuff. No, I have sincerity, seduction, et oratory. 
called a witch check then. Okay. Oh yeah, and I guess I have something that I I thought about last time that seemed like it would make sense. Oh, hot damn. 36. 36, shit. Two tens and a two. Okay. And then those both rolled up. Yeah. So. Here's what you learn. One, Feveriot is not uh, Stever's only prodigy. Progeny. He also has a daughter that he keeps mostly shut into the castle. Mm-hmm. And from all, from all, um, from all you understand of the way people have been talking, the few times she's been out, it seems she would be a better ruler than Feveriot, the son that he is. Uh, yeah. But his... is Usher a pro-female ruler or not? They're fine with it. Oh, okay. Let's see. You also learn that ever since Staver came back from some pilgrimage, every month a crescent man in a blue turban comes into the castle and doesn't leave. Wait, so a new crescent man in a blue turban comes every month? Um, it's hard to... People have a hard time telling them apart because they come in a month apart, but it appears to be a new a new man every time. Okay. And I mean, all those crescent guys look the same. <laughs> I'm mad I was about to type that. Yeah, someone looks at Nadira. Ah, Karadin. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Karadin is the most unique looking man. <laughs> like it's Oh no, it's the Corsairs. <laughs> That's probably most of what you hear. Okay. Whenever she sees uh, Nadiri next, she'll ask if there's any significance to blue and as a turban. Is there any significance to blue turbans? Um, <laughs> make me a some sort of witch check. History, politics. Uh, I mean, I can make the check, but I'm asking her. This is something that only Nadira has the potential to make. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think there's any skill that's relevant. Uh, Throw me a witch check. All right. Uh, do I uh, dice explode or not? Yeah, I'll call this a vanilla witch check. 17. Vanilla, just like in our carbonated soda. <laughs> it's a root beer. <laughs> What's the TNT? That said, I had a really good, like, home-brewed, or small-batch-brewed root beer this we- this weekend. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, you have no idea. You've never seen anyone in a the, in a light blue turban like the people were describing. The, the Crescent Empire is a vast uh, place of many different tribes and cultures, and uh, with all different types of practices, uh, even variations of beliefs on our our unifying religion. So I have no idea what the deal with that is. Mm. I just was curious if it maybe had some sort of significance with the color. But apparently, monthly, a new man, because they can't tell if it's the, the first one is leaving, comes to the castle. He's a crescent man in a light blue turban. 
Well, I just was talking to some fellow countrymen. I didn't, if I knew about this ahead of time, I would have asked them. Uh, however, uh, the light blue turban, Did the only thing... you see them again? They just left. <laughs> Gone forever into the ether of time. I have most, pe- most of my countrymen who come up here are j- merely just merchants. Uh, but anyways, uh, if it's light blue, though, it must be made of expensive dyes. That was a thought I had as well. Maybe he gets, if this is uh, eccentric, maybe he's getting artifact dealers who are dealing with Ser- The Crescent Empire is vast with Sirnif ruins, so maybe he gets, you know, people who get bring the artifacts from the Crescent to him, and no doubt these men are very well paid, though. Oh, maybe course. he does not. Maybe he does not. Just uh, if they they don't come back, maybe he decides not to pay them. The man, from what I saw, the man was a complete barbarian and a total, how you say, nut job. Nut and yes, good use of of slang. <laughs> and that's meant in a non-patronizing manner. All right. So, um, Anne, you said you had something? Yeah, yeah. It was a thing I realized I could do last game. Um, so it's a big city, so um, I'm going to try and find uh, some local smithy and see if I can get access to their shop for a bit um, and try to build a grappling hook gun. Okay. As I realized that if you can make a gun, that you can make a gun. <laughs> I think grappling hook guns are more complex since we can't really make them in real life. Well, you can. I mean, you can make a gun that shoots a thing that has rope on it. Like it's not going to be a self-reeling one, like his, like uh, like the captain's magical one. The trick is doing it in a way that's more accurate and far-reaching than just throwing it. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be on point with, like, a harpoon gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. You make your way into um, a, a local smithy, and you can make me uh, some sort of gunsmithing check. Can do. Would this be invention? Do I get my odd sleeper bonus? Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> I'm just there all day. <laughs> okay, all right. That's what I want to see. Uh. Uh, that's a 30. 30, yeah. All right. It'll it'll basically uh, it'll basically take most of your time up until you um, have to infiltrate. Sure. But I figure everybody else is planning anyway. But you will manage to pull it off. Yeah, basically I'm just thinking it's a it's some kind of uh, decently it, it's pro it's probably probably blunt probably blunderbuss carbine length, and then basically just wrapping around the barrel is just this long is just this length of rope that will unwind as it's uh as the hook uh, extends, or as a coil of rope basically. 
Like I said before, it's more or less a harpoon gun. Harpoon gun, yeah. With the harpoon gun, how long was the harpoon gun a thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Harpoon gun, I'll look it up. Yeah, so basically it's going to have a somewhat limited amount of times you can use it over time since you'll, I assume it's gas-powered? Um, I figured it would be black powder. Okay, that might, that... Let's just say if you roll poorly enough, things may go wrong. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's fun, right? <laughs> However, because yeah, I don't know how I I don't know how I do a, a compressed gas weapon. Um, I, I don't even know if we have a good way to compress gases right now consistently. Fair. All right. And uh, Valentine's Day was getting everyone together, unless anyone has something else they like to do. Valentine. Also, oh, looks like the harpoon gun is an 18th century invention. That's fine. This is a shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like how how Captain Kirk made that bazooka out of diamonds and bamboo and gunpowder. Uh, let's see, yeah, the first one was a swiveling steel cannon on the deck of a whaling ship that was filled with 500 grams of black powder. I assume this is like, like you carry this thing around like a uh, fucking uh, uh, AT gun on your back. Not AT gun, uh... Uh, what, what? I mean, it's a, it's like it's like carbine length. Like it has to be enough, for, and there's a lot of wadding and stuff. It's basically just a really fucked up shotgun. I, I'm I was thinking of what what an RPG called in like a bro, you know, the, the RPG seven, but like the type of weapon, like Panzer Shrek. You talking about the Panzerfaust? Yeah, like one of. No, I'm talking about like that type of weapon. What do you call yeah. like bazooka rocket launcher, rocket propelled grenade, like RPG? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess it would actually have been. It might have been better to actually build a to actually build some kind of rocket weapon or rocket thing, but that would have been um, considerably louder. <laughs> I think your thing is going to be pretty loud. Yeah, but it's not going to be as loud as a fucking rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's going to be around a cannon, so... So, uh, Valentine gets everyone together. Now, of course we know I have to do this. But I won't ask anybody else to. Very noble, but don't worry. We already have... This, the person we're doing this to is known to be a horrible person. All the same. I truly mean anyone... What's the worst that here? He bit me. This guy. Oh, yes. But in that case, he was alone in an unknown land. Now he is at home with all his resources in a castle. This may be impossible... This isn't the first time we've gone, we've done something that's supposedly impossible. No, far from it. But all the same, anyone who wishes to stay may stay with my blessing. I, I, I respect your uh, commitment. 
to the safety of your crew, but fear not. I I fear nothing for, that could be possibly be in that cat castle. I have seen this man do his worst, and if he's got some guards to put in our way, so be it. Yeah, I follow my captain to the ends of the earth. Look, hey, I even no built like I even built this grappling hook. Impressive. It is much bigger than the captain's. Yeah, well, his is Cernet. Uh, well, not Cernet, actually, but close to it. Yeah, I mean, my grappling hook also can't face through solid matter. Speaking of Cernet, I believe our, our, our friend is probably going to stay here for the time being. That seems fine. I doubt I that you will. I support this plan. I doubt you will make a run for it in a land that you know even less. When did all of this start on making a run for it? And sets down a, a and sets down her deck of cards and a sheet of paper. Uh, those are the rules for solitaire. Did you invent solitaire? I'm pretty sure that game's already existed for a while. I don't know. We're in the era where the queen is shitty in chess thing, I think. I don't know when Mad Queen Chess was invented. I don't know, but this is... Uh, this is Solitaire the, the... is a very old, old game. Also, the Vestin, because of the invention of Leisure Time, have made a lot of games. Uh, such, as the, such as the newfangled Hiders and Seekers. Wait, is it solitaire now, or is it still Soltar? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the old-fashioned game Hidesmen and Lucky Lose. <laughs> I won't lie, I was I when you said that I was like that sounds like a really stupid name for sex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the best and invented sex. Did you not know? Wait, are we talking about hiders and seekers or solitaire? <laughs> I was talking about hiders and seekers. I don't think solitaire has been invented yet in that but, term of it. A trip solitaire. A, a sex act? <laughs> yeah, this, okay, I don't think pornography has been invented yet. Oh, hell yeah, Oh, are you kidding no, no. As soon there as is, there is a scrawl a pair of tits on the wall. As soon as there was the concept of imagery. <laughs> okay, clarifying. Good pornography. Well, that's subjective, oh. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that that is very. Just, I mean, just because you're exposed to a higher a higher bracket of pornography than almost anyone in history. In fact, the Middle that guy? East. I bet he's seen fifty vaginas today. Oh man! <laughs> Back in my day, I had that. I had a single picture of a vagina that I had. To <laughs> make, I, I had to. I had to take through my entire high school career. By the time my mom found it, it was so crumbled and faded. She thought it was a baby's ad. We had to survive on Sears catalogs, man. <laughs> Five boobs before breakfast. That's my motto. <laughs> no, like the Crescent Empire, which is of course similar to the Middle East, will have had beautiful porn by this point. <laughs> okay, good. Artisanally handcrafted. I mean, <laughs> they probably have seen Japanese at this point too. So fair trade porno. They. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there is a good amount of erotic, erotic literature. There's also a lot of erotic paintings. And woodcuts. In fact, there's, in fact, there's been a recent uh, change in that respect. 
There's a oh. lot more romance being written in Thea now. Yeah, they discovered there were there there were more uh, I don't know subtle ways to. Oh uh, no, I guess uh, talk about sexuality. Also, printing press. Thank you, Steve Gutenberg. That's such a that's, that's not that's not the right Gutenberg. <laughs> I know that. That's the joke. Is that the guy from Johnny? Is that the guy from Short Circuit? I yeah. <laughs> Who holds back the electric car? Gutenberg, <laughs> a star. <laughs> All right, but where the fuck were we? We were planning stuff. The captain was making a heartfelt speech about how we didn't have to come. Yeah. <laughs> and then Francesca is going to be like, uh, there's no way we're letting you go in there alone. Well, I'm going to be with him. So here's a question. Would you like to run this planning here and then doing the heist? Or do you want to do this uh, ex- experimental style and basically have the flashbacks to the planning session as you learn more about the inside of the place? Uh, what are our plot points for this? It's not so much like straight up a leverage thing, just the general idea that as you go in and encounter new challenges, you'll bounce back to the training, to the planning session. Well, how would we know what's in that cat? I guess this castle is there's a little planning we can do for this castle because no one knows what's inside it. There might be like skeletons throwing barrels for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> or you can, or you can just plan right here and take what comes. There are there are two very different styles of. Uh, I think it? there's only so much planning we can do. Yeah, I, like we, uh, I think what he's, I think what what we're trying to say is that. Um, the availability of the possibility of flashback is kind of low because we have no idea. Sure. We just well all we yeah, all we can plan for is this is this might be in a castle. We uh, know this guy can turn into a bear and also a raven. And, and honestly planning isn't our style. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I mean that those plans go fall all out the window when, you know, like, just we find, get into the second layer of the basement, and there, there's, like, five goetic demons. That's a lot of goetic demons. All of them stole us. My extent of planning was making a shitty grappling hook gun. <laughs> All right, so doing it live, I then? Very, I had to roll very high to make yeah. that <laughs> All right, you're doing it live. Yeah. Are you ready? Hold it doesn't on. matter if we're ready. We're doing a live. Let me, let, it, let, me, let me set up the music. So several minutes of nondescript, noncommittal planning later, you find yourself at the foot of the Valenjensky Castle pathway. There are storm clouds gathering over the top of it, and the uh, gargoyles look down forebodingly at you. When you say look down, they, they actually the move. faces are pointed in your direction. Do they follow us, or do they... They do not. Okay, so they're just they're just set up to to do that. Yeah. Turns out they're actually like they're actually an inverts an inverse sculpture, so as you pass them they look like they're looking at you. So what is your plan of entry? And I will say I'm very open to uh player declarations of things that might be reasonable to be on a castle. Well, we got gargoyles so, and grappling hooks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just take the Arkham Asylum approach. All right, so you're going to try climbing up. Yeah, that seems like a good plan. How many uh, how many guards are there? 
Do we see any guards posted that are like watching the gate for any people who are trying to grab like a gopher? You actually see no guards outside. Oh, good. That's that seems that's somehow more foreboding. <laughs> Along with that news of, that, of of how many people enter the castle and never leave. If guards are a bad thing, not guards is probably not a worse thing. I'm just saying, this guy can turn into a bear. <laughs> we haven't seen if he could turn into a bear. Maybe he just got the fucking bird. Yeah, okay, but a bear with guards is worse than a bear. <laughs> this is Okay, this is true. I'm just saying, if he doesn't have guards, maybe that means he doesn't need guards. Well, we're not peasants with pitchforks, okay? Alright, um, yeah. Oh, so... you're around nearly as well lit. <laughs> All right, so what do, what do we need to do to, to to scale this wall, I guess? All right, uh, you're going to have to choose someone to make the grapple. All right, I got pretty good firearms. You got the best. You're and also, I'm guessing my... Yes. I, I also designed this to have a longer length of rope than the captain's. All right, so you're going to use your grappling hook? Yeah. Then? Yeah. Sure, make, make, me a, make me a firearms check. Okie doke. When you have a grappling hook, everything looks like a grapple point. I mean, in this case, in this case, are. Chekhov's actually uh, and so like <laughs> Chekhov's grapple rope gun. Yeah. yeah, I walked right into that one. Um. Oh yeah, it's the same check for everything. Let's see. Oh, cool. Doesn't explode on the first attempt, at least. Uh, Tell me how many ones you roll. Uh, zero. All right, you're good. Okay, uh, so that's a 20, 28. All right. You fire it up, and there's a deafening bang <laughs> of black powder. Yeah. And, uh, and this grappling hook goes zipping along through the air and eventually comes to rest tangled around the, uh, the top of one of the spires, one of the ones that's only, like, two stories up. Sure. Also, uh, I... I guess it, uh, one thing that it, this isn't really planning, but I probably would have restocked. I probably would have gotten a new powder flask and another hundred or so shots of powder. That's only fifteen gilder. Sure, that's fine. All right. Since I used my last one as a grenade. All right. So uh, I guess whoever's climbing up can make me a climb check. Do we send the big people first or last? I'll climb. Climbing uh, is fun, right? I think people can at least, uh, like, uh, anchor the rope better. Yeah. I think the spire is. Maybe we send Declan first because he has slow fall. I have a two in climbing, at least. All right, yeah, two. I'll do it. Once you get more than half of you up there, the others can just pull up. Sure. Yeah, Anne will probably follow. But I'm going to give you guys some amount of risk. Sure. Uh, does the I, I guess the the rope just allows us to climb it all. <laughs> yeah. Or it changes the T end to something else. Sure, sure. Okay, so that's uh, minus twelve is twenty six. Wait, minus no, no, twelve. Wait. The uh, yeah, because I'm this thing doesn't do the keep thing, and it also doesn't explode. So give me another, give me a second. Mm. Okay. I need to program like a macro in here that does the roll and keep system. Uh, oh, that's pretty good. Alright. Like something in the 40s. Sure, yeah, you make it up, no problem. Clamber up real quick. Alright. 
climate. Like, do monkeys exist in 7C? On some of the islands, I think. Let's see. I got a 32. All right, you get up to. I'm guessing it was well. I mean, if it was if it was anything except resolve, then I get to roll. I roll the same amount of dice. Yeah. It happens to be brawn. All right, cool. Good thing I increased that. Oh, it's a brawn check. Yeah. Okay. It was just straight climbing a solid rope. Um, I got a 17. 17. All right. You take a little bit longer, and you find yourself stumbling with one of your hands sliding down your, sliding down the rope as you near the top. But you manage to grab on and clamber your way over to the top of the roof. At that point, the rest of you can just lift the others up. Yeah, we got the two big burly people up on top. And as you pull your, pull the others up above the roof, you see two guards walk out the front door. They're carrying halberds, and they have uh, so they have these. It's not really armor; it's just sort of leather. Sure, yeah, they're royal guards. And they just sort of walk around quizzically, looking around. What was that? Oh, everyone be quiet. We're just going to wait until the exclamation marks fade. <laughs> we got to yeah. wait for ca- the caution time to run out. And then yeah. Anne's going to spend like two or three minutes like winding the cable back up and pouring in more powder and stuff. Just aim the grappling gun at them. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! I think there are better guns to aim at them. Yeah. Um, after a while, they just sort of go back inside, shrugging. What do you do? You're on the you're on the second floor's roof. All right. Is there a stained glass window I can look through? Yeah. You also notice that the stained glass windows are on hinges, presumably so the outside of them can be cleaned. Oh yeah. Also, they also. Easily push in. Well, they push out, but. Or pull out then. Also, to note. They have not been cleaned. <laughs> this estate seems to have been, been left in a severe, severe state of neglect. No, no doubt due to the, to the absent-mindedness of its owner. Yeah. Uh, is it obvious what these windows like go into? Are they like into bedrooms or foyers or? So you can actually up from the floor. There's actually a break in one of the uh, in one of the stained glass windows near the small eye-hook lock that prevents it from being open normally. And Mm -hmm. you can see inside a hallway from there. Now, what is the sink? Does the stained glass depict anything, or is it just... The stained glass is all solid-colored. It appears to just sort of be giving the impression that the windows are red. Ah, I got it. So, like, a masquerade of red death. Yeah, sure. Can Francesca reach into the one that has the break and sort of unclick the eye-hook to open it? Sure can. It's a very Without small. Slicing your finger. It's a very small break, and as you bring your hand in far enough to get at the eye hook, you can feel the glass pressing against your skin. But you manage to undo it and pull your hand out before you cause any harm to yourself. And now we have a way in, people. Huh, How big is well the done. window? Uh, the window is about two feet wide, but about twenty feet tall. Oh, okay, so Declan and Anne won't really have any trouble getting through it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a multiple-floor window that appears to, have, uh, appears to have the floor from floor to floor actually against the window itself. 
Oh, huh. But so the, wait, to the floor? That's How? a big window. But How it actually, it? the bottom of the window is touching the floor? No, I think like the floor, like there's a floor in between parts of the window. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. But Thank the section you. you're opening is uh, is just big enough to get inside this floor. Oh, okay. How far up is the window? Like, is it a jump down or? Uh, no, it's just a I normal window sill. You could just sort of sit on the window sill and hop off. It's yeah. almost floor to ceiling windows, but from okay. one floor to another floor's ceiling. Right. Okay. So wait until everybody gets up before we're like, come on, let's get in. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's up. Maggie Man should sneak in. Um, anyone can give me witch checks, keen senses applies. Right. That's a 20. 20. I got 7. 7. Uh, 15. 15. Stay on the flat surfaces, damn it. Okay. 18. Ah, uh, uh, uh. I'm not counting right. I'm not the count. It, this is... This isn't that part of Eastern Europe. Thirty. Thirty. Eight. Thirty-eight. That's, that's I had one dice explode three times. That's a very high number. Again? No, no. I had two fours, and one that was a ten, and then it became a ten again, and then it became a ten again, and I just said stop it. Didn't this more or less happen on your last witch check? No. I can't remember. Do you have something that happens if you roll too many tens? Only on only on sort of checks. Right. <laughs> no, right. I had an eight and a five, and then one that exploded. All right. So anyone who crosses a fifteen notices that across the tables in this hallway, there are a number of imprints in the dust that look like there used to be items on these uh, tables. Any idea what? It varies from table to table. Like, some it looks like tablecloths have been taken away. Some it looks like uh, candelabras have been moved. All that appears to be left in this hallway is... Uh, Hooks and some wire. <laughs> is uh, wooden tables. And the doors on either end. Okay. What type of wooden tables? Uh, it's a dark wood. Like sort of hooking <laughs> And uh, they, they seem to be mostly there to hold curios, which they are not. Yeah, all the curios have been knacked. All right, so there's we're in a we're like at a T then, or you said this you said you said the window came into a hallway, and then we're seeing two tables, and then on either side of each table is a door. Now nah, there's just a door at either end of this hallway. Oh, okay. Do we want to split up? Uh, I think that would be a. Well, I can handle myself, but wouldn't want any of you get to be caught off guard by something. Perhaps a guard. Forgive the wordplay. Yeah, and I do not know how we would meet up again. If we split up, we double the chances of getting caught and have our strength if we are. I could scout ahead if you want. Perhaps whatever seems promising to lead us downward. Yeah, do we know which do we know what floor we are trying to get to even? I think the basement? I would imagine the deepest level. Oh, and uh by the way, Francesco, with your thirty eight, you also hear off to off in one of the two directions 
the mumbling of a man pacing back and forth through a room. Off to the left? Yeah. She'll kind of look over there and mumble, someone's over there on the left, we might want to take the right. Hmm. Um, is it behind a closed door, the sound? Or what? Yeah, there's only yeah, there's only doors on the left or right of the hallway. Yeah, not as whether they were open or not. Um, okay. Um, uh, gonna listen at the door. Gonna listen at the door. Uh, probably it's probably a syringe, but I don't know. Uh, you hear just sort of fevered talking. Oh, why? Why me? Why? Why does it have to be me? Why wouldn't he pick? God no. No, I have to see her again. I have to see her again. Uh, does this sound at all familiar? That's no. the guy who bit me? Okay. Well, it's not the Lord of the Matter. Did you hear anything that was being said? Yeah, he'll, he'll elucidate on, um, you know, something about uh, have to see her again. Why'd it have to be me? Does maybe the sun? Likely. Well, do you think we... Get to the father to the son, or do you think that gets us? Uh, do you think that well, gets us? Well, we don't need out? to even engage him. We just need to get. Well, what's our mission here again, Captain? We want something out of here, right? Yes, we go to the deepest levels. We find the smaller object. We take it back. The less that we can interfere with ensuring nobility, the better. Very well. Then. Uh... Even the best case scenario would likely lead to trouble down the road. Yeah. Very well, then let's uh, move towards the basement. Okay. So are you going through the other door? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you walk to the other door, and I assume I open it? And put an ear to it just to make sure there's no one on the other side, yeah. You don't hear any footsteps or anything like that. I suppose you can make me a witch check. Okay. Uh, 20. You got what? 20. 20. Cool. So you put your ear up to the door, and all you hear is breathing. Mm, Someone behind here, too. Do we have any idea which one meets down? So, uh, both doors are occupied? Do we have any idea which which of them meets down? No. Just going to have to check. Let's carefully check the one that doesn't contain a raving madman. Agreed. So which which side is that? Uh, that's yeah. He'll go to the the door he just listened to, <laughs> and uh, open it up. All right, you open it, and here's what you see. You see a bedchamber, finely adorned with a well finally adorned in the Usurin sense, so fairly plain, simple, comfortable. There's a four-poster bed with a veil hanging down from it, and there's a window behind that through which the moon is shining. The moonlight that comes through it is more or less the only light that's in the room, and you and cast in its shadow, you can see the image of a woman sitting cross-legged on the bed. Um... Facing towards us or away from us? Face, uh, facing out the window. 
There's also a large, puffy gray cat sitting on the floor next to the bed. Does the cat notice us? It turns its head callously in your direction and then looks back at what into the corner of the room it was staring at. Is it like people don't use cats as guard animals? Mine would be good guard animals because they'd be really loud and chirpy whenever something happened because they'd want that thing to pet them. So you'd at least know something had happened. Um, and this appears to be like a... There's no, like, doors or stairways out of the room. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. There is another door on the opposite, on the left side of the room from you. Does she have anything in her hands or in her lap or right in front of her? Not that you can tell. It's it's an, it's a mostly opaque veil. You can just sort of see that there's a the outline of a person in it. Oh, okay. Uh, Deckel still, like, tell everyone to wait a second and then sneak over there himself to the other door. Uh, sure, make me a stealth check. Alright, so you have to sneak through the room with the sleeping person and the cat or the room with the actively awake person fretting about everything. Well, she's not asleep. She's, like, meditating or something. He's looking at the moon. Turns yeah. out she's gonna be a werewolf. Probably. She's making, she's making contact. Uh, uh, 30. Yeah, she's got the L, L off. <laughs> All right, 30. Yeah, you make it across, and I assume you're opening the other door for them? Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, basically wants to see where the other door goes, because if they don't have to interfere with this room, then, you know. So, well, yeah. Yeah, you open the door. Most of us can't sneak. You open the door, and there's a short five-foot hallway leading to a stone spiral staircase that goes down deeper into the castle. Yeah, you'll, you know kind of make the universal there's a downstairs motion, you know, little finger feet going downstairs and then beckon them to come over. Alright. Try to creep across the room. <laughs> Everyone make me stealth checks. What is that based on? Uh, finesse. Okay. Gonna throw a drama die on that one. Okay. Yeah, good thing I did that. <laughs> That's a 24 now. Nice. And a 19. And an 11. And an 11. Cool. After a drama die, an 11. God. Alright. So, Kevin's luckily, just not very sneaky. Luckily enough, uh, none of you have failed catastrophically. And the ones who have failed are um, accounted for by the people who didn't. So largely, with a little bit of guiding by the people who are good, who are doing good at stealth, you all managed to cross the room. The cat sits up, stretches, and then walks after you. That's where we find out she's like remotely controlling the cat. We don't see her any as we move through the room it's still the everything's too solid to see what she's doing yeah Declan is going to pet the cat when it comes over to us yes and Precious is going to pick up the cat they'll let her pet it yeah Yeah, the cat runs its head into your leg and purrs a bit as you pet it and it seems perfectly content to sit in uh, Francesca's arms I don't know that this is the time to be fraternizing with the locals. 
Alright, so you pick up the cat, and I assume you guys start heading down the uh, the staircase? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you proceed onward. Yes. You walk down the staircase, and as you find yourself at the door at the bottom, it opens into a great grand hall that appears to be uh, about two floors high with a great set of double doors that enters outside. The two, um, the two guards are sitting on chairs on the insides of the door. Be the same two guards? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just snuck into the first floor? I mean, we had to. It would have to happen at some point if we had to get to the basement. Well, you're on sort of a, a vaulted mid-level platform that has stairs down to the front door. Uh, okay. Do they go further down or? Ever downwards. Uh, the stairs there seem to go into the, uh... They seem to just go down to the main chamber and a few doors going off there. But the vaulted platform you're on, there's actually a very large picture of, uh, Stavrsiev just sitting against the wall opposite the opening doors. To the outside, I mean. And there's a number of doors on the platform, too. The deer will open the, the nearest door. Okay. You uh you open it up and you see a nice a nice little kitchen inside. Kitchen. Kitchens usually lead to cellars. So yeah, she will go into the kitchen. Alright. Ever you go into the kitchen and you start seeing the pantry. There's a number of fine foods in there. Mm. Everyone everyone, you can hear that the large double doors are opening. Oh. This is why I'm a woman of action. Um, is, I, there, is there a view of the double doors from where they are? Like, can someone yeah. who immediately see them? Okay, I've got to book over yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, you can now. see the doors from here. And you see a crescent man with a thin wax mustache and a light blue turban walking in. Oh, right. That guy that does that every... How often do they do it? Once, Once a, month. a month. And we can't tell if it's the same guy or if a new one comes every month. Oh, and the only person to identify what this guy might be is in the kitchen. Uh, Francesca, as the doors open, you, uh, the cat lets out a sort of anxious yowl and tries to jump from your hands. You let the cat down. Oh, no use grab hold a, the cat. <laughs> no use holding a ball of fur and claws. Well, fine. She'll try to keep a hold of the cat and pet it and soothe it and keep it. It bites your nice hand. She'll ignore it and keep it, trying to be nice to it to keep it take, calm. Take, it bites your hand a lot. Okay, at this point it's probably a person. You should probably dash it against a wall. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it is the safe bet. <laughs> just let the cat down. And... Listen, if it has the wherewithal to be all creepy and pretend to be like a cat, it gave up all all sort of considerations, I think. And the other, you, the other possibility is that it is a cat. You hurt the cat. I'm not hurting a cat. <laughs> so it jumps down and it starts racing off in some direction around a corner. That's a good I, mean, I don't find that to be particularly strange actions for a cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so how many doors were there on the landing that we're on? Um, four doors. Alright. Uh, oh. yeah, why not? Now, yeah, one has been opened. There's a goat in one of them. 
Then there's a cabbage in the... Why is... What? Really? Okay. Uh, and we'll also check out the kitchen and see if there's an entrance to the... See if there's a cellar. Nah, there seems to be an attached larder here. Okay. Oh, uh, so that's what the deer found? Yeah. What's a larder? It's a room where they store food. Mm. What type of food Generally do they have Generally a little here? bit coldish. That's there's why an, it has lard in it. There's a, num- there's a number of uh, potatoes, tuber vegetables, celery... Very little meat. Yeah, you need those to make your double meals. <laughs> yeah, she'll come out. Little seems mostly vegetarian diet around here. Meat's expensive. Especially if we're in a place where you don't know where hunting could get you into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Where hunting could be your cousin. Yeah. Go check the door next to the kitchen then. Sure. And as you start checking the other door, the uh, the man in the blue turban starts walking up the stairs to the second landing. Do I uh, do I get a glimpse of him? Yeah, sure. I do. Does this ring any bells for her? You've never seen this color of turban, but he is a crescent man. <laughs> okay, well, I guess the fact that I've never seen that does make it that's information. Yeah, probably good information. Also, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's. Hide in the uh, animal. Hide in the kitchen. Uh, the deer will hide in the room she is about to enter. And hope that this guy is not really interested in getting. I don't know his snack on. Cool. Um, let's see. I'm going to roll a random thing for the room you're about to enter. <laughs> and you enter hell. Okay. There are too many cat flaps. So you open a door and slip inside, and you find yourself in a small, what appears to be a meeting room, with a fireplace on one side, and a table with a number of chairs sitting around it. Hmm. Any books or...? Um, there's, there's appears, there appears to be a bookshelf, but looking at the titles, they appear to be mostly for show. Luckily she can reduce her in. Right. It's mostly cookbooks and basic history textbooks and things of that sort. How to ser- serve Usura? Oh, the Usurans. <laughs> One square <laughs> foot at a time. Yeah. So I... is everyone hiding in various rooms? Yep. Okay, so everyone's hiding in the kitchen except Nadira? Uh, <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. Any other doors out of this room? Nope. Alright. Uh, yeah, she'll read the trying to just, like look through books to gain any information even though they all look like bo- like boring. Sure. And unluckily for you, the man in the turban walks into your room. He's just silent as he looks at you. Nadira is slowly putting a book back. He says in the crescent tongue, "You are not him." Who would who did you expect? Where is Vladimirovich? Probably somewhere around this castle. Hmm. Leave. By the way, are you the the same person every time? He appears to more or less ignore you as he walks over to the fireplace and looks at it with his hands crossed behind his back. Alright, you'll leave. Alright. And as you walk out, he reaches out and pulls one of the uh, iron rots rods on, putting up the hearth on the fireplace, and the whole thing twists out of the way. And he casually walks down. 
walks through. What's up? Okay, so a secret entrance? Yes. Alright, good to know. She'll go into the, uh, go into the other room. Mm-hmm. You can hear him walking steps as you walk away from the secret entrance. Yeah, she'll go into the kitchen. I uh, found the secret entrance. The strange man knows we're here. I'm here. Not you. Doesn't uh, mind much. Very well. Uh, well, uh, lead the way then. We can take this to the place. I suggest Declan leads. He, the man went down a secret, the secret entrance. Hmm. That would be a problem. Yes. Also, on the, I've never seen a turban that particular color in my life. But he is crescent, so. Uh, yeah. Show me where the lever is. Yeah, she'll lead you to fireplace. Like, actually, it might still be open. Yeah, he just sort of left the door open. And in fact, as you're as you're walking towards the other door, you see the cat pad his way into that room and curiously look down. Clever. And it just casually walks into the hole, goes down the steps. You can hear the clacking of claws on stone. Well, that might mask our any entrance. Come on, let's go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you follow the cat down into uh, another spiral staircase. This one goes deep, deep into the mountain. Uh, No doubt what you're looking for is here. And it casts a hallway even further back, solidly under the mountain, instead of just down from the entrance of the castle. And it's here that you find a great scientific chamber. There's a number of desks, at least 20 of them. All all of them appear to be devoted to a different area of research, but almost all of them have some form of clockwork invention sitting on top of them. (laughs) And eyeballs eyeballs roll back into their head, and instead of pupils, they, like, come uh, pops up the atom symbol. (laughs) 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 <laughs> she pulled out a bag with an atom symbol on it. <laughs> yeah, what are all these machines? Can you recognize them? Um, they all appear to be unique inventions, although as you're looking down at the table in front of you, you see a small clockwork soldier with a little gun. Oh, God. I don't have my Dome Stones this time. To be fair, it wasn't the soldier that did that to you. Yeah, I just have bad memories. <laughs> It ticks for a moment, and then it puts the it puts the gun down in a juddering motion, and with a little poof, a little puff of purple smoke comes out. Hmm. Do you look like they were collected more than anything else? Serenus or uh, his own inventions, or inventions of someone else? I don't know how how modern do these look. The clockworks. Yeah. Brand new. Hmm. They look like they've been. Yeah, these are new. Maybe he's repurposing the old artifacts. And distantly in in front of you, about 30 feet into the darkness of the chamber, you see uh, Stavrosiev Aryov Vladimirovich standing there solemnly as the the man in the blue turban stares at him. Quickly hide behind science machine. Sure. And uh, the... The man in the blue turban 
reaches down and pulls a scimitar from a sheath nearby, and he points it forward. Staver just looks at him and nods, and the man flips the scimitar around until it's pointing at him and stabs it into his own chest. What? He kills himself. And he falls to the ground dead. Oh. Quite a unorthodox fighting style. This is not a fighting style. Something... No, 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 wait, it's a bold strategy. Let's see how it turns out. Some more blood seeps out. Uh, not too well. <laughs> God damn it. Nadir says a player, because no doubt this is some type of sacrilege. Yeah, you're not supposed to kill yourself, generally. <laughs> it's Especially, you know, like this. Not like this. Because this is... She's getting the feeling of dark magics or something is about to happen. Or dark science or whatever. Generally, she has a bad feeling about this. So what is uh, Vladimirovich doing? He's just like eyeing that body. Vladimirovich sighs and walks into another chamber. Was he expecting a different result? Huh? Weren't you? Yeah, that's huh. <laughs> is that guy like is the is the turban guy like alive? No, he's, he's, he's super dead. dead right? No, he's super. The only way he'd be more dead... It, would I just, be more... He, it was mentioned that blood kept coming out, and it's like, okay, there's something still making blood come out. Yes, that, that, that's his fucking draining fluids draining out of the... You know... I mean, the only way it would be weirder if, he, if it, instead of stabbing himself with a sword, he just ripped his own head off. Um. So what else is down here? Aside from, are there are there like other bodies down here? No, just a bunch of a uh, bunch of clockwork machines. A bunch of clockwork machines, and now that you look, besides the door he went to, there also appears to be a rough-hewn set of doors made of stone. Nadir's gonna briefly walk it over and check the body. Dead, carrying no goods except for uh, the scimitar. She will turn him face up and in a respectable position. Sure. You know, sword, maybe sword in his hands. Uh, by the way, everyone give me a uh, witch check, keen sense of supplies. Sure. First thing, I thought you were going to say some type of sanity check. No, that's not a, that's, that's not a thing that exists in 7C. <laughs> Or else would have, or else the fucking meat dimension would. Uh, twenty-three, <clears throat> seventeen. Okay. Let's see. So twenty-three is the highest. All right. You see that in the back chamber? There's a well, not the back chamber. On the back wall. There's a rather larger desk that appears to be a writing desk more than a scientific desk, and there's a number of books sitting on top of it. The cat sits on one of the nearby tables, flicking its tail back and forth. Uh, check the books. Right, they appear to be written in Usarin. Uh, journals. Cover. Journals of Staver's life. Video, uh, say... Well, I can read Usarin. 
Oh yeah, she'll read. Or what, what does the journal say? Yes, what, what's the most recent entry? What's uh, there? Let's see, the most recent en entry on the journal right here. Um, it says that... Sorry, I have to do something real quick. It says on the entry that uh, I fully expect him to show up today. Every time, like clockwork. Flip back a couple days. And then a deafening shot rings out. Nadira oh. is hit in the back by a pistol. Oh. Uh, how much damage does a pistol do? Uh, a lot. Three, I think it's three. Two. Yeah, uh, 4k3. 4k3. I thought that was if you used two at once. No, that's 5k4. Ah, okay. Never mind. Wait, how did... Wow, what the fuck, guys? Way to watch my back. I was hey. watching it. Yeah. You got a hole in it now. <laughs> God damn it. Well, Alright, you take 30 flesh wounds. Damn. And rec and remember, make your brawn check, and for every 10 you fail by is an additional dramatic. Alright, so... Uh... So I guess this is round two versus the Prince of Usura. Yeah. As you whip around, you see Staver looking at you with a deep frown on his face, a smoking pistol in his hand. A literal smoking gun. <laughs> yes, it will not be hard to find the murder weapon. So how, how, how many drive wounds per uh, ten it's, fails? It's, uh, Actually, I'll spend a couple dice. On this. One for failing and one for every ten fail by. Yeah, it's normally one for every twenty. But guns, guns, guns are, suck. Guns are bad, real bad. And does it round like so? If I got twelve extra, that means two. That means two, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, I took two after spending a drama die. What are you doing in my in my in my house? Get out! Oh, he fires the pistol. Then he asks the fucking question. His hand is shaking behind the pistol. There, let's get that off of you. Gotta go over. Don't you dare. Don't I dare what? Step away. Also, Anne has a pistol trained on him. Probably the captain's tri-barrel pistol unless he took it back. You don't want anything to do with this, I promise you. She's still the best with it. Well, you've already made a bit of a mistake shooting my friend in the back. And if I'd shown up and not done it, what would you have done? He's gonna keep walking over, kind of put a hand out. As you begin to walk, as you want, begin to walk closer, he um he puts his hand on his hip. Stop walking. Another gun, like I, um, what's on his hip? He appears to have his thumb in the in a ring of some sort, but there doesn't appear to be a proper gun at his hip. Yeah, I've taken gunshots before. Yeah, so is Nadir. Look how that's going for her. <laughs> well, I'm a lot harder to hit. I thought I was too until I got shot in the back. It's real hard to dodge a hit you can't see. Things went well for you in the cave. The cave wasn't my home. Why? What is the difference here? This is where I work. And his hand rockets off his hip. And suddenly, the entire area with the entire area within about thirty feet of him 
is cascaded with smoke. Oh. Hmm. And you can give, guys can give me initiative. Okie doke. What? Oh, oh Christ! Initiative. Well, if it comes to a tiebreaker, I win all those. It's not going to come to a tiebreaker, is it? I don't know. I think I almost, I almost rolled the worst for initiative I could. <laughs> That's if I'm alive at the end of round one, though, he's fucked. They find his uh, character zone. Character zone. Okay. He's got his panache up. All right. So the, snow, the smoke is largely opaque. Right. And actually, you're standing in the middle of it. It's foul and acrid, and it burns at your nostrils. Meanwhile, he, the uh, Russian guy gets out his CRNF gas mask. Alright. Let's see. Alright. Twos. Francesca, you're up. Alright, so I'm stuck in opaque smoke? Uh, yeah, I'll say all of you are at least at the edge of the smoke. Okay. Even a deer. Yeah, you're against the desk, but also. Yeah. She's gonna look onto the desk to see if there's anything that is in any way weaponable. Oh, I was hoping this would happen. Oh. Right, give me a witch check. <laughs> I'm good at wits. The desk Don't is entirely the desk. Also, devoid of weapons. Don't you have your stick? No, I didn't. I don't have a stick. I haven't had a stick since we went to the party. Oh right, yeah. I got I got my new scimitar. You, you, you can have a stick if you want. Like they're all over the place. No, an actual staff is different than a stick. We stopped at a bunch of places. You probably could have bought a staff. Sixteen. <laughs> Sixteen wits. All right. This is more fun anyway. I mean, she probably has a knife on her, but something with a little more panache sounds more fun right now. Declan. Tell me what field of study the table next to uh, Francesca was based on. <laughs> Guns. Um, it's not a field of study. That's a very open-ended question. Uh, yeah. We'll say chemistry. Chemistry. All right. All right. You, uh, you have a small clockwork object in your hands. What do you do with it? Can I tell what it kind of does? It appears to uh, have two chambers of differently colored liquid inside of it. There wasn't, like, a Bunsen burner or something I could toss under there to hopefully disperse some of that smoke? You can't burn, can burn smoke. I know, I'm, I'm I mean, joking. There, there's a number of candles, but... I know, I'm joking. Okay. Hmm. Chemicals, I don't know what they do. Throw them. Yeah, that's the plan. She will toss them straight into the into the smoke. Hopefully not Declan. towards Declan and, at, and at towards the, Vladimir. At the section you last saw Staver sitting at? Yeah, there. Okay. Uh, give me a throwing roll. Ron, do I have a throwing thing? I doubt it. Do you have athlete? Or do I do have athletics. 
I did take uh, acrobats. Athlete does have a throwing rack in it. I don't never got the, it though. Don't you have throwing for no, knives? It's a it's a basic knack. I have throwing that. knives, but I don't know that it counts for throwing random objects. You know, you have at least one in throwing. If you're I do. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. Let's see. Uh, Was it like that this encounter you planned for this one thing? <laughs> well, of course. All right. Declan, from outside the smoke, it's, 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 almost, so, uh, it's almost so oppressive that you can't hear through it. Uh, a device is thrown and it lands at your feet. Really? <laughs> the last place he was stand, Staver was standing was right next to Declan. God damn it. I'm sorry, Declan. And Declan, you take 15 flesh wounds as uh, there's a bright flash of light that burns you, uh, that burns the front of you. God damn it. <laughs> GG. <laughs> the question is that good going or get good. Now, you'll note I have. I, I will say I'm. I have not said whether or not it also hits Staver. Okay. Nope. I check a dramatic. What a yep. shitty wound check that was. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you did I'm throw three, a grenade. Don't, don't you have three brawn? Three D ten. Three brawn. Six, four, and two. Right. Damn. From, from the force of the the crackling pop, you um, it takes a it it puts out a surprising amount of force for the explosion not being gigantic, and you can sort of feel it stretch at your knee and stretch one of the tendons, or maybe that was just what happened when you tried to jump back. Either way, your leg is hurting pretty bad. What an actual fuck was that? Okay. You you hear a small yelp from in front of you. Uh, let's see. And it's Staver's turn. Everything's coming up Staver. Alright, uh, what is your DC to be hit, Declan? Isn't that based on footwork? Uh, 30. 30, jeez. Yep, there are like two people in the world better at dodging than I am. Let's see. And with the expenditure of one of my fate points, just barely hits. Of course it does. I'm going to assume that uh, Declan just got really pissed off at the world after the first couple times he got wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Declan... From the center of the fog, you see the head of a boar come out, and it just takes its tusk and hits you in the gut with it. Ow. So you take 21 points of 21 flesh wounds. 21 points of flesh wound. Yes. 40 points of acid damage. Okay. Then I'm fine with that. Okay. And that is Staber's turn. Was Beepopple Rocksteady the, the pig? So irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, threes. Fours. Yeah, we have a four. I have and two fours, actually. Actually, Nadira gets first four. Yeah. Is there a way I could do something with my swords in order to cut up the the, the, the fog? Listen to what you just said. Then, well, what, look what game we're playing! Are you just gonna put it in your hand and spin it like a fan? <laughs> 
<laughs> also, did that grenade oh, blow? <laughs> did that grenade blow away any of the smoke? No. If anything, it added a few more noxious fumes to the center of it. <laughs> like, right, uh... fair. you can grab another grenade and throw it. Uh. So you sure I can't do something about the smoke with my sword dancing twin saber bullshit? You could probably be pretty effective inside it, but there's not a whole lot you can do to knife away smoke. Just checking what's on my desk. Uh, some journals and uh, give me a witch check. Some of your blood. Yeah, well, yes. That's kind of everywhere, though. Weird, I keep getting shot in this exact same spot. The back. Cowards. The wits and I, since I have the camel, one of my dice, only one of my dice explode. Uh, so, I'll just put it on never and roll. So, is there any other penalty to being crippled? No. Alright. Uh, five. Five. Sweet. Uh. Alright. You pick up a device off the desk. It's strange, it's clockwork, it has a hole on one end, and there is a, there's a pull ring. <laughs> and catch! It looks like a gun. Alright, so you toss it to Anne? Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, no roll required. Alright, in about five more action rounds, it'll get there. <laughs> you pull the, the string. You're my favorite deputy! Somebody's poisoned the water hole. There's a snake in my boot. Okay. Is that my turn, or can I do uh, more? Let's call that your turn. You got some more turns coming. Also, yeah, and also I'm crippled, so it makes sense. <laughs> Declan! <laughs> Alright, if he can gore me in the smoke, I can probably punch him in the smoke. You, you can. You see, you see tusks waver, wavering around, almost as if they're bobby jockeying for punching position. Use his momentum to suplex him. <laughs> yeah, I wish Declan had taken wrestling so he could suplex the board. I, I have wrestling. It's just... It, this guy is basically designed to be unwrestlable. I learned this last time. He <laughs> 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 transforms into a gorilla and squeezes you. That is the problem with shape. No, it's more transform into, well, anything else, but a bird in particular, having a wriggle out of my hands after I spent yeah. three rounds clamping in the hold. <laughs> you try and uppercut the... You try and uppercut the board. <laughs> oh, I've learned my lesson about uppercutting, too. Yeah. I don't know, you did some damage with that, though. Uh, Yeah, so make an attack roll, I assume. Yeah, of course, someone posts a gif for fucking Michi Joe. Yeah. Uh, 28. Oh, uh, that is a hit. Oh, and appropriate music for now? <laughs> sure. More Castlevaniums. I mean, look at where we are. Uh, 22. 22. All right, that is a dramatic wound. You uh, you punch it and you feel something click in the boar's jaw as you take your hand across its its uh, chin. Is punching the pig a euphemism? <laughs> Probably uh, somewhere. I know punching the pope and tickling the bishops is. Yeah. 
Alright, so next is... Punching the Pope seems counterproductive. <laughs> are we to the fives? Because if we are, I'm going to go. Yes, it is you. <laughs> Downside. We are here because we have a treasure to collect. And he'll run towards the big stone doors. Later. I thought we had already gone through the stone doors. No, I oh, think... No, I thought we went into the side room. I think we were just... No, you're, you're just in the main hallway. You haven't oh, gone okay. to the, the stone doors yet. Okay. Yeah, you just came back out and like, what the fuck? Yeah. And tried to open the stone doors. And then right. he, and then he practiced... Uh, then he literally practiced castle law. Give me a straight-up brawn check. You hear from the inside the smoke. Wait, that's what you wanted? <laughs> Oh, Jesus, this has been just a just misunderstanding. This is why you ask questions first and shoot later. Remember what happened last time I asked questions first? Okay, you raised a But you had also eaten about a half dozen men. I'd only taken a couple bites, and they were already dead. Also, we were asking the questions, and you were the one not listening to reason. I was listening to all kinds of reason. You just weren't listening to me. Just because you take a bite out of a few already dead people... Ugh. I kind of love him. He's just so intelligent. He's so entertaining. <laughs> we need to. We'll let him live just so he can be our recurring nemesis. So we may wind up regretting that. By the way, he's very. He seems very spry for a man who's like sixty. I mean, he's a wizard and he can change shapes. Also, but what I, was the deal, deal with the the man who killed himself? And keep with my rolls lately. I rolled a two. God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How many dice do you even roll for brawn? Well, two, How many right? do you think I roll? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a two. Slowly, he's making his way there. <laughs> oh, that was right. not as dramatic as I intended it to be. So then it's Declan again. Yep. Uh, gonna keep doing what works, as they okay. say. Yeah. Over here. Okay. So. The twenty-eight for the hit. That's a hit. The result stands. Okay. That was the same roll you made last time, I think. No, it doesn't hit this time. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's got some school or some other effect, or he's like. Training his footwork in the middle of that cloud. I don't know. <laughs> He's just jumping around from side to side as a boar. Up, up, up. Oh, can't stop me. So I'll very this time. What's that? 18. 18. All right. He soaks that one, but he looks none too happy about it. He catches it a bit with a tusk. You punched the hell out of that pig. Ah! Does he still sound like that even though he's a boar? Yes. He's a magical fucking boar. <laughs> so it's six that's Nadire and Declan again unless he unless the sorcerer goes now. Uh let's see. It is Nadire first. Oh wait no, it's Francesca's second uh Oh yeah, she's got a five. Yeah. Okay. What's on the other table that's not chemistry? Only a wits check, and... Kevin, what's that table about? 
And what? What what, what field of study was the was this random table studying? Uh, what field of study was it studying? Uh, Nineteen. Hmm. That's a tough one, but uh, let's assume it was physics. It can't be chemistry. Physics, he said. Yeah, physics. All right. You uh, pick up a small device with a hole on one with a hole on one end. It's a it's a ball. It's covered in clockwork things, and there's a wind-up twister on one side. Has the smoke cleared any at this point? Not no. yet. I think it clears at the end of the round, hmm. if that. She will twist the wind-up until, it, you know, until it's fully twisted, and then roll it into the smoke. Okay, at the last pot you saw Staver? about two feet to the left of where she saw Staver. So exactly where Declan was standing. <laughs> <laughs> he was not to the left, right? He, they're like right on each other, I think. Uh, okay, roll me uh, another athletics throwing. <laughs> Fourteen. Alright, now roll your scatter die. <laughs> All right, not quite enough to hit. So here's what happens. You toss it out, and every time it bounces against the floor, it bounces a little higher. Like rubber? It's a flubber machine. (laughs) And just as it's about to impact into the two of them, it lands weird and bounces furiously into one of the desks, lodging itself in the wood. Okay. Is it the D-Ray's desk? <laughs> no, nah, it's one of the ones near Declan. It's in the middle of the smoke. Declan, there's a loud crunching noise as a as a pockmark is taken out of a wooden desk near you. Oh, you found one of those orbs from Harry Potter. The ones that hey, I need that thing. You mean a remember all? My thing. No, the ones from the broomstick game. Where oh, are my things? Okay. Stop breaking my things. Stop the trying one, to break me. The things that make the game extremely dangerous. For I'm no doing important reason. sciences here. A lot of important sciences. Yeah, bludgers is what you meant. Okay. Uh, next five is no one. So uh, next be- is Nadira. Uh, Alright. Uh, look at the desk again. The same desk? A uh, different desk. Sure. Uh, let's see. The only reason she isn't charging out here is because she's crippled and it's this smoke, and she doesn't want to accidentally hit Declan in her less than perfect state. And give me a feel of study. Can't be uh, physics. Can't be chemistry. Anatomy. Anatomy. Ooh. <laughs> I was hoping for anatomy. All right. Uh, you find another small ball with a with a wind up on the side, but there's no hole this time. Uh, she'll wind it up and roll and roll it. Okay, we're playing bulls. <laughs> Take me an athlete throwing check. I don't have throwing or finesse. You have athlete or yeah, sorry, finesse throwing. Yeah, I do not. Was have... it finesse? What else would it you be? You told me brawn. That was no. the first thing you threw. The heavy grenade thing. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned the second one was finesse. I'm better at finesse. I have a three in that. Alright, uh, these 
Uh, wait, I know I don't have athlete. I have acrobat, so I don't have throwing. Right. Finesse, no. no explosions. I um, I crippled. So does that add anything? Finesse. Well, oh, oh no! I since I'm not since I uh, have camel, I could have potentially one explosion, but I don't. So, oh, I need to roll one more. So that's four. And what will the additional one be? All right. Uh, so fourteen. Fourteen. All right. You roll it into the fray, and let's see. It's rolling it, on this how badly is Declan fucked chart. It rolls between the two of you, and with a loud pop, it explodes into this gray goop that co- that covers both of your legs and then hardens quickly into a concrete-like substance. <laughs> you know, that's actually good, given that he's a boar right now and doesn't have any fists. Oh, yeah, my instant coagulation gel! <laughs> I needed that! <laughs> Although that's going to give you a hell of a penalty on footwork, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, effectively what that did is reduce both of your footworks by one point. Oh, okay. And I would say turn it, it, turn it into Inish boxing. <laughs> yeah, Inish stand down. Speaking of, it's uh, Declan again. You keep using that word. <laughs> Declan. Okay. Yeah, um, I will. Uh, what the hell hit him again? Do you have a jab or anything? Or is it just, like, not worth the penalties? Um, let me see how many points I have in jab. I think that's you get to make a couple uh, of attacks at a minus five on each or something. That seems powerful. It's no, it's uh, his TN becomes ten higher. Okay, so. All right. That's a good idea with a lower TN as he currently has. Okay. Yeah. So make two attacks, and uh, they're at his TN is basically five more than it was before. So. Yeah. Roll them. Uh, twenty-five and twenty-six. Those will hit. Very consistent rolling. <laughs> twenty-five was real close, though. Yeah, that sounds like it was probably... Well, actually, I guess it wasn't on the money if it's if you hit with a 28. Uh, 17 and 14. 17 and 14. All right, that's another dramatic wound. Clock him across the, uh, the, the board jaw. <laughs> uh, you boop his snoot real hard. Let's see. All right. Now we're on to sevens, and uh, Valentine's got the most seven. Yeah, kind of <laughs> waiting for this shoe to fall on Staver, getting another turn here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to sit on my seven and see how things go. Okay. Then uh, Nadira has the other seven. Throw something else in. Yeah, sure. Right, right on. This is entertaining. Sure. Uh, Francesca, what field of study? Can't be anatomy, physics, or chemistry. Hmm. All right. Architecture, you throw a house at us. <laughs> oh, I was going to go with mathematics. Archaeology. 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 Ooh. 
Uh, let's see. Does that even exist for the Cerneth people? I figured something he's at least studied. Yeah, I think most of these are his recreation of Cerneth artifacts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Archaeology. Yeah, you find you find uh you find a small ball again has a wind up crank covered in uh in thick wire brushes. Uh, she'll roll it. All right, give me athletics and give me a give me finesse throwing. Rolling, rolling. Rawhide. Uh, nine. Nine, huh? Yeah. All right, so it rolls between the center of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes to a stop on a set of tripod jacks. And suddenly it just starts spinning, and the wire brushes come out on strings and start whipping in all directions. <laughs> hey. uh, break everything. Declan, you take 19 flesh wounds as, uh, as these wire brushes flick heavily at your skin, causing low-level lacerations. Staver is hit too, and he yelps out. <laughs> Am I being scrubbed to fucking death? <laughs> On the bright side, it scrubs away the uh, the goop. <laughs> Just in time for you to have to dodge something. Oh, my automatic rock coating remover! I needed that! <laughs> he's, he's become so adorable the way you're playing him now. Yeah, he's a lot more personable when he isn't half-starved. Okay. Yeah. I am I am crippled by uh by this thing. <laughs> you got crippled by the rock tumbler. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's see what we got. Eights. Kevin. Valentine. I'm trying to open the stone door again. That's a brawn check. All right. Can I add my boat, my roll from last time to this roll? Two? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Didn't even hit a ten. <laughs> he just That's with the plus two. <laughs> All right, so you got to start getting your fingernails in the cracks, but you're not making a lot of headway. <laughs> uh, what is this door made of? Stone? It's made of stone. Uh, let's see. Kevin still got a held action, but now it's uh, now it's gonna be and for a while. Yeah. So there's a lot of smoke. You got the thing. I do have the thing. What is this thing? It was like a thing with a hole in one end and like a string. It had Pull a string, yeah. It had yeah. a pull string, yeah. Whatever, yeah. When Rome, I'll pull the cord and throw it in there. Yeah. I think it would be a shooty thing since it has a hole in one side. No, some of the other ones had some of the other ones had holes as well. I don't know. Is this does this look like it could be fired? Uh, it's got a pull string on it. It's got a hole in one end. So it's okay. Does it look like you hold it and then the hole is the pull string on the opposite side of the hole? It's uh, ninety degrees away. Yeah, I don't know how you um. Sure, whatever. Yeah, I'll put I'll point the hole towards the smoke and pull the string. Why not? All right. A uh, small stamp with the Vladimirovich insignia shoots out the end of it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, and it's you again. 
Okay. Um. So would you call this? Would you would you call this? Would you call this smoke an uh an obstacle to shooting that is uh that is ten or more TN adding? Yes, I would. <laughs> All right. So this fight's been going on for a while, and in the midst of this, in the midst of this, so Anne has Anne knows where uh knows where Declan was when the fight started. And they've been both of the guys have been punching or goring each other, uh, moving around appropriately. Yeah. Um, and so there's been a lot of sound coming out of that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, so I'm trying to think of. Um, all right. So this is not this is this is not the first time that. Uh, so in in the final in the final days of her of her training at the Rasmussen School before she uh, headed out as an apprentice, um, obviously the final te- obviously the final test was to shoot a coin out of a socket, uh, based off of uh, based off of the sound from her room alone. Nice. She closes her eyes and focuses on the sound of the of the hooves scuttling on the floor. Takes aim and shoots. Sure. I'm still gonna adjust the TN, but not by much. Sure, yeah. Calling the tackle. What was that? Calling the tackle. All right. I, that was why I didn't understand what you were saying because you did not say words. Words that exist, at least. Please attack the Borman. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, good thing a dice exploded. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> See. No, twelve. Really? <laughs> yeah. You Let's missed. See. No, no, no. I didn't. That's not the full roll. Um, God damn. Although I am gonna spend a drama die because everything that wasn't that ten is under five. Nice. And let's see. Uh, good thing I spent that. Uh, so that makes it uh. A thirty-eight. That hits. All right, so that Definitely. is. <laughs> right, so that's four K three. Um, and none of those exploded, but that's fine. Um, I guess I've been taking a lot of flesh wounds, so that is sixteen damage. <laughs> Sick. You hit him in the the hoof. Where this noise was coming from. <laughs> Alright, you shoot him and he's none too happy about it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's he's got uh, to make that wound check, though. He did. Oh, he did? Okay. Oh, did, he just re- did he just flip over recently? Uh, he, t- he had a small hit going, but he has brawn bonuses for being a four. That's fair, yeah. He's uh, still having a bad day, though. Yeah, yeah, he's not not too happy. Valentine, you're up. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, this isn't working, so use the sword. Hold as a crowbar. on, that's gonna be a sword, right? Uh, can I say that as Anne's as Anne's last action? Can I go at the same time as the captain and just charge into this door? <laughs> yeah, sure, if you like. Oh, sure, that'll work. <laughs> Do I get my extra brawn for being large? 
Sure. All right. Cool. Gra okay, now all my rolls are garbage. Um, <laughs> Why could no one open this door? <laughs> oh, I rolled a sixteen this time. Uh, I rolled an. I rolled a. Yeah, you beat me. I rolled a fifteen. All right, between the two of you, you manage to slide these doors apart, and it opens into a into a long, more rough-hewn stone chasm that is completely unfinished relative to the rest of the castle. Sure. We have left Wayne Manor and entered the Bat Cave. Is it actually a, a chasm? It appears to be a cave. It starts moving off. I mean, it's a path we can follow. Yeah. It's not like a, an actual pit. Yeah, it's a it's a cavern. Okay. What is it that you keep down there? You know what? Truce for now, please. Uh, I am fine. Have you been shot yet? Yes. All right, I am fine with this. <laughs> with, with, uh, two guns, if I believe. Correctly <laughs> counted, right? One to two. There it is. Oh, you think <laughs> I shot was shot five times? You don't see me crying about it. It was very impressive. She should have died. I'm not crying. I'm cordially asking for a parlay. And manually indexes the barrel of the gun, blows the smoke out of the previous barrel. Look, I did, I did research on you. I know you're not, you're not evil people. What did you think we were before when we were asking you to kindly leave the? Just you know, I, I, I might have done. Very well, then we will not. Nobody in this in this place shall be wounding anybody else. Correct. Just please, God, don't kill me. Fine, maybe don't. Maybe do the question asking before the shooting next time. Maybe don't sneak into my ancestral home. We had nah. very, we had because... precedents that you were very unstable. Yes, well, I am. A bit less so here, but I am. All right, then. Right this is the only place I can think straight. Does the smoke clear finally? Yeah, it clears, and he's standing there leaning against a desk in man form, wounded and bleeding. Also, what was the deal with that? Points toward dead guy. That's why I don't want you to kill me. An answer to the question, perhaps. Not a very useful one, but an answer. But just about what we've heard, uh, apparently it's uh, a habit these Crescent fellas wander up here and probably cut their own guts out. Once a month, they come in, see me, and kill themselves. Why? They're checking to see if I'm still alive. Why? It, so why did they kill themselves? Because their duty has been completed. <laughs> so if you were not alive, then did they, they leave? Yes, and they take my heir. Whichever one I've decided. Why? Do you owe them a debt or something? I'm... a chosen one of sorts. He sits down in a chair. I am... I spent time in the Crescent Empire. And when I did, I found a maze, ancient, Cerneth, Setine, if I believe correctly. And... 
I convinced these men in blue turbans, Coruscites, they called themselves. Does that name sound any familiar to Nadir? No. We found them deep in the desert after getting deeply lost one one day. And (coughs) we convinced them to let us go in this maze as sacrifices. It took weeks. None of my colleagues made it. And I had to do what I had to to survive. But at the center, I saw the most beautiful things. But when I came out... They bowed down to me and told me that I'd been chosen by their deity and they would honor me until I died. But once I did, they would take my heir to go through the maze. I don't think one man can make it. Why? What do you mean? Just because it was there? I've been interested in Cerneth artifacts all my life. It seemed like it could be a breakthrough. I shouldn't have gone, though. You're right. But have you never done anything bad for your curiosity? <laughs> you have no idea. I don't know what you want with that chamber. The only person that goes down there anymore is Pavariat. Is who? My son. You must have heard him talking when you were upstairs. Saying something about needing to see a person, yes. Yes, well, he's a nervous boy. Is he talking about Mistruska? He says a lot of things. He's not very stable, which is why, well, if the Corsites need to take someone, it'd be better for Usura if it were him and not my daughter. The people seem to think your daughter would be quite a good ruler as well. She would. She cares deeply for these people. And he sits on the table and turns into uh, a gray cat, but still speaks to you. I spend time with her when I can. Wait. Yes, this is how he knew we were upstairs, and why we saw the cats go down the stairs. Right? So who was sitting in her bed? She was. He was the cat. Oh, he was. My bad. It's a cat all along. She is a good girl, and she has the gift very strongly. You didn't have to bite me, you know. Things are different out there. I'm not myself. If you need something from the cavern, go. But you'll find only sadness there. Perhaps if this place clears your mind, you should stay here more often. It would certainly be better for your diet. <laughs> You may be right. And he sort of limps off the desk cat in his cat form and starts, starts walking between the desks. And don't ever fire a gun at any of 
of my crew again. In here? No. Out there? I don't know what I'll do. Then you're responsible from the moment you walk out the door. I understand that. Is everyone all right? I, I, I think I was I think I was clean to death. Almost to death. I'm sure that's better than being shot. Yes, I am gonna cry about being shot. Being shot sucks. I do not blame anyone who cries about being shot. <laughs> <laughs> Reasonable. Ah, <laughs> uh, Declan, it's it's yet another high class thing. Highborn Montan ladies exfoliate themselves all the time. You look down and we just stay away from the high class. You look down and notice that there are no blackheads on the gashes in your skin. Oh, oh good. <laughs> also, your suit, your your, your uh, clothes are spotless. Some of them even pay to have makeup that I hear is full of lead. What's wrong with lead? I've heard a few of them have died. Blue fingernails, uh, skin drying up. That's not one trend I'm all about. So beautiful. <laughs> right, well, let's, uh, let's get what we came for and then leave. Good to me. Alright. So you start traveling in? Yeah. All right. After a few twists and turns going deeper into the mountain, you come upon a small room bathed in blue light. At the center, there is a large block of ice, and at the center of it, perfectly preserved, is a woman holding her child. Oh, that's messed up. Valentine, you have an axe. What do you do? I have to know what this is. They are definitely... Do they look at all like they could be still alive, or are they definitely dead? They don't show any signs of decay or anything, but they just sort of lie there. They could be sleeping. It, it, it looks as though they could be sleeping, but you're not sure how they could get air in there. Is uh, is he with us? Is no. He, let's get there alone. he did not follow you. wonder if this was the woman that, that the... Son was referring to. Perhaps. So we're to what got the child out. Said to take the smaller one. Easily carryable. In a manner of speaking, I suppose. He said his son comes down here often. We need to talk to him. This might provoke another fight. But then again... We would not want to do accidentally do something that would have grave consequences. There's no way to know what this is. And no, I suppose I'm not willing. Do you really want to know? And make it harder? Does it make any would it make him innocent if he did not know and did it anyways? Does Some would say yes. Maybe maybe your church. Ooh. No, I won't do it. Not until we go and talk to 
talk to his son. Put the ice axe away. Alright. And as you turn your back on the block of ice, that's where I'm going to call an end to the session. Alright. I know things started out a little slow, but did everyone have a good time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Trying to go for a more somber tone this time. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not believe how perfect this was. What? All of this stuff is canonically in Stafer's castle. <laughs> nice. Wow, that's... Uh... <laughs> Even I thought him is the gray cat? Well, I mean, specifically the uh, the ice thing. I mean, as far as Francesca's concerned, if they're dead, there's little to be said. Yeah, if in the Deary's the same way, but in the world of magic bullshit. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and even then, it might be sacrilegious, you know, if we deliver this baby and the, oh, the guy says, okay, crack it open and drink its blood. Like, that's not cool. God's not probably not down with that. Probably not. <laughs> that sounds like one of the things God doesn't like. All right. You're not wrong. All right. So, with all that said, I'm gonna say good night, Internet. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sleep well. Yeah, I guess Mark ending. <laughs>